On today's show, KB and I are joined by the one and only Scotty Medeiros. And Scotty is going to be discussing his love of movies and film. And then in the final countdown, Scotty, KB, and I will all rank our favorite films in a number of different genres. So join us now as we see the real Scotty Medeiros on Free Your Geek. Welcome to Free Your Geek. I am your host, Jay Free. In studio, my diligent co-host, KB. What's going on? Hey, buddy. How you doing? And we are uh, very, very pleased to have one of my good friends, uh, a gentleman by the name of Scotty Medeiros. Scotty, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm pumped up, man. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Talking movies. Yeah, so so Scotty kind of reached out to me, and he, he loves the podcast. He's like... I want to be on like I, I you guys talked about movies a couple episodes back. I just I want to get on because I love film so much. And I said, when can you be on? He's like, I can be on next week. I said, let's do it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. So, um, you know, I think everyone that listens to us pretty much knows who you are. But just to kind of give a background before we kind of jump right into our final countdown here and, and discuss films and movies and whatnot. Uh, Scotty, as you mentioned, you're a fan of films. How long has movies, film been a passion? How long have you geeked out? if you will, over, over film. That is my, my, that's what I geek out over, man, is, is film. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm an expert on film, but I'm close. I've been um, watching movies like any kid does when they're little. Um, but I would, when I was a young kid, watch the same awesome movies. I almost just swore, by the way, my thing I'm trying to do here, KB, <laughs> is not swear. I am a horrific trash. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping a curse count and you're keeping a curse count. Yep. Um, I, I like try not to, sw- I, when I'm passionate about something, it's just boom! It just happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try not to. I love it though. You know, what? if you, if you get that passion though, I think that's <laughs> awesome. So yeah, so we'll we'll put a disclaimer out right now. There could be some four letter words. Be yeah. warned. Maybe not. If not, we're gonna keep track and try to get the the tally at the end of the. Uh, I'm the gonna show. have to, dude, because there's certain explanations of these movies and stuff where I'm just like, bop, 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 freaking yeah, man. You'll see. Yeah, I guess you. Well, well I'm try not to. Try to keep it PG. Yeah. yeah well, here's try. here's what I'm gonna ask first before we get into because I don't know if it's on one of your lists yet. But do you remember one of the first movies or films that when you were younger kind of like grabbed you and spoke to you and you were like, this is a great movie. I love this. This is this is something that I'm really excited about. Uh, yeah. Superman. And I can say that because that that's not on my list. There's another one that's on my list. I don't OK, wanna so we, we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to. Superman get... one was it was like life changing. I had now I, the costumes back then when you're a little kid weren't that awesome <laughs> and i always like to be different so what i did was i would and you can a- and you could ask my mother <coughs> i would have blue pajamas 
Yeah. I'd have red underwear, like boxer uh, briefs. Yeah. Put I'd put the red underwear over my blue pants, and then I'd have a blue shirt. And a ca- and I had a Superman cape, and I'd wear that every night, and I'd fly across my house. That's but in awesome. my head, I was I'm a very imaginative person. In my head, I was flying around a cape, I was fly- flying everywhere. So Superman one would be mine. That's that's what I love about like being a child though, because like you have that like when you're younger, you're you're almost less cynical like in the world, and you you, you see that, and you're just like. This is awesome. A guy can, you know, the, the tagline was, you will believe a man can fly. Yeah. And it's just like Superman, for example, speaks to you. And you're like, this is, this is magic. This is like something that is. It was so captivating yeah. to me as a kid. Yeah. And I, now, then, then we just saw the, the newest Superman, which made me cry. Right. Right. <laughs> we, we talk about that ad nauseum. Yes, um, I'm sure you guys do. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was horrible. Um, so that's very, very cool. Uh, KB, how about you? Anything big grab you when you, if it's not on your list, I don't want to steal away from your list. Um, E.T. Mm. Oh, sorry, e. but I got to agree with you. Big one. Yeah. I, I, as, I, as a child, it grabs you. I, that's another one I watched uh, millions of times as a child. And it's your first chance to experience Spielberg. Yeah. It, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And you really, you kind of uh, like, you kind of um, felt Elliot. Like, you kind of felt like him. Like, mm-hmm. that's why that kid did a great job. By the way, did you ever see the freaking, hi, like that? Yeah, that was good. Ah. The, uh, did you ever see the um, audition tape for that kid? No, it no. was unreal. It, th- he was crying in the audition room, like at like six, seven years old, whatever, how old, however old that kid is. But he was, and that's why he like captain. He made you think like you know you felt like you were that kid. So, yeah. Well, you think about that. That's just you know, and going back to like love of film. If a good actor can make an okay film great, and a crappy actor can make a greatly written story movie awful with the acting because you get 100%. taken out of that. That believability, that capti- captivating Absolutely. feeling. So a- acting is so important to film. It's it's top of the list. Well, because you think about it too, like the, the kid that played Elliot crying on camera, like he's gonna be having to do that in front of a, like a, a Jim Henson puppet or whatever. Yep. I, I don't know what they use, but you got you have to believe that it's yep. a real creature and yep. to have that acting ability and be able to cry like that. This kid was doing it in a in a room like this with uh, two people with and he's reading off a paper i mean it was it's incredible. talent yeah it's and talent. that was we're going back 30 years ago something like that yeah right? very cool very cool all right well let's uh let's get into we we, we have pretty much the big thing we're going to do today is a, a gigantic final countdown where we're going to take different genres and we're going to start with one genre and we're each going to rank our top movie in there uh scotty has a couple uh you know as we talk he's got a couple other ones he might want to mention too but we're all going to list our favorite movie in a particular genre so we're going to start this off uh, and the segment we call it the final countdown. The final countdown. So, what is there any particular um, genre we want to start off with first? But we're going to just pick a particular genre and start working on our care. favorite movies. No. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with um, let's start with uh, how about a horror? Let's start with something scary. Let's go from the horror side. Um. So, Scotty, what mm. is your pick for the your favorite movie under the horror or thriller or even like a suspense genre? Okay. So, like, this was tough as we mentioned earlier off air because there's so many. There's so many that you forget. Um, and there's so many you want to add. So I think like I'm going to mention a couple just because I need they need to be talked about. There was another thing that I found with doing this count, too, is that like so many of the, the, the movies nowadays, they cross over. They cross different genres. genres. 
and yeah. it makes it even tougher. <laughs> right, right. Some of my all-time favorites are not even on my list. Yeah, it, it, to yeah. pick one is is, is yep. blasphemy, but yeah. we got to do it. Yep. All right, so let me just um, let me just speak on something. Is Paranormal Activity? I know that's a lot newer, um, but this the reason I picked this movie. I went to go now. A lot of people who, who watch Paranormal Activity in their living room said this movie sucked. Like, what are you talking about? This is crap. I watched this movie not knowing what to expect. This is a f- found footage uh, film. I watched this movie in a theater, and you need to watch it in the dark with surround sound. This is a this is what sucks about this film. If you don't watch it with surround sound in the darkness, preferably in a theater, it's nowhere near as good. This movie scared the shit out of me, and I mean to the point where I got home, and I actually had to call. I was like hanging out with this girl, and I was like, "Hey, you want to come over?" But really, I just wanted her to come over because I was scared out of my mind. It was off, and and there, I saw. By the way, I saw people. Uh, walk out of the theater on this movie and I saw people have meltdowns in this movie so and a lot of people are like what well, I don't get it the, the the thing with paranormal activity that did it for me did you guys see it by the way yes no yeah, okay we, we've we've have discussed this before. you have okay yes, good, so. good the thing that did it for me was the tension building was something I've never seen especially if you are if you believe in demonology and ghosts if you don't believe in ghosts this movie doesn't matter the tension was outrageous I felt no Jeff like at least 10 different times and the way they do it they kept setting it up with the night new night night number 15 right. and every time you're like and I was at one point with my, my friend's sister and I'm like I'm hiding behind her shoulder and I've never done that with a <laughs> horror film as an adult <laughs> you know what I mean I think a lot of the people too that complained about it they they were conditioned for like <sighs> these jump out jump out scares all the time and that's not this was like a roller coaster ride you keep you know, climbing up to that peak and then it drops. And it's it's the it's the it's the buildup. Yeah. And that's what it is. And I had that written down. Is the thing that ruins this movie is expectations. Mm-hmm. If you have expectations that it's an amazing horror movie, blah, blah, you I went into that thing not knowing anything. Goosebumps, right? I'm thinking about it right now. I got goosebumps. Freaky, just like, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And it's it, crazy. And, and it, it sucks because it hits close to home because everyone has a bed, everyone has a bedroom, and everyone thinks, man, what? And you can't do anything about this ghost that's in this movie. And, and they they didn't. It wasn't like um, you know, later on the sequels kind of. Uh, fleshed it out a little bit more but you don't have to be a specific uh religion or or credence type. it's just like if you have any type of spirituality yes. to believe that that some type of demonic presence presence can exist it's like that's what it is yep it's it's crazy like this you know and you know for those that haven't seen it i mean it's been out for a while but yeah it's, it's watch it in the dog yeah. with surround sound otherwise don't yeah. and for people who've had those experiences in real life there you or, go or thought that they've had those experiences those are like you know what those are probably yeah. the people i saw freaking out yeah and leaving the theater because it it it, it is so realistic and it it cost like what 15 grand to make i think they yeah, made it was so cheap yeah. yeah you even had to to get it in theaters you had to if you remember you had to um what i want to say vote but it was uh it was something like you. They had this thing where they didn't have a budget to put it in theaters, so you had to vote for it, and it got like millions of votes because people. So I don't know. It was. It was just like it was like a phenomenon. Yeah. It was. It was kind. It kind of reminded me, um, and we'll talk about mine in a little bit too. But there, there's a. I, I have a, a little shout out to a movie similar of that nature that I thought like was the found right. footage because a lot of found footage movies came out after Paranormal. Well, they yeah, were like, look how well it but, did. But like Blair Witch came out yep, prior, yeah. I, and I liked Blair Witch by the right. way. Right, but this to me like took it to a whole because it was it wasn't it wasn't um, I don't know how to to phrase it, but it wasn't like uh, 
the situation wasn't like fabricated. It wasn't like, oh, I just happened to be walking through the woods and having a camera. It's no, something's it's happening house. on. We're going to put security <laughs> cameras or whatever. We're going to set this up because something's going on. Yep. It's a believable. It's not just like I happen to be in this place with a camera. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. You know, I mean, now with cell phones, everybody can film everything. But, yeah. you know, back then when it was still like VHS for when the right. timing is started. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's mine. Par- oh, and before, I just wanted to mention at least, got to mention Exorcist. Yep. Uh, that was the one that... I wasn't around, obviously, in the 70s, but that made people sick. Mm-hmm. And i that's what's beautiful about about film is that it made people so uneasy and uncomfortable, couldn't sleep. And I still watch that movie, and the first 45 minutes are terrible because it's just boring. But those scenes with that chick, mm-hmm. the makeup mm-hmm. they did, the stuff, I mean, her jabbing her crotch with the mm-hmm. cross, like, yeah. everybody back then was like, this is like, yeah. <coughs> that was it. And then, um, hold on, wait, just one I just had to mention, hold on, hold on. By the way, I'm looking at my phone. Do you know why? I couldn't print this stuff out because <laughs> I, uh, I work from home today. I don't have a printer. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, I had this stuff all written already. And I was like, oh, I'll just write it down. And I was like, man, I'm so lazy. So I and took I screenshots of my computer. <laughs> and that's it. what I'm reading. Oh, I wanted to let you guys know. I bet you never heard of this. I did some research on some horror film once. Uh, horror films. Top 10. And there were so many on there I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. Cannibal Holocaust. Okay. Nope. I never heard, heard of it. Okay, check this out. I got so intrigued. I had to check this out. This was done like in the 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s. I can't remember somewhere about that. This director, he had made snuff films before. Mm-hmm. And then he found that out later. But this dude, want, he, he made a found footage film. And it was about these uh, group of kids who go to um, uh, Amazon rainforest mm-hmm. to, to try and find cannibals. And that's the movie. He made it seem real. And he wanted the audience to believe that this was real. He lied. He wanted it because he just wanted that. He, he wanted to create history right there, man. Yep. So he, what he did was he made the actors sign a contract that they would not be in any commercials, TV, and they would actually go out into, hi- into hiding for a year because they die in it, and he wanted people to believe it. That, oh, that's but crazy. it was so gruesome. I've only seen uh, scenes of it. I didn't see the whole movie, but it's so gruesome that he um he got charged. They were trying to put him in prison for it, and that's when he had to get the actors to come out of hiding to, to save his ass. Can you believe that? That's that's crazy. And but that's that's unique. That's beautiful. Different. It's a beautiful thing because it's just film. And yep. when people found out it's just film, they're like, oh. But th- the reason was he did he did s- some crazy things. Like there's one scene. If you if you look on Google, you can find the picture. There's a pole, and they find they they're looking for cannibals, and they find this girl on a pole, dude. I'm gonna try and explain this for viewers who can't see. So picture the pole. The pole goes up like her butt, and out her mouth. So she's. She's just she's shish kebab, don't she's yeah. shish kebab, dude, and it looks so real, and people freaked out. And what I and what he had ended up explaining later after he was getting charged was no, he's like two poles, and she's sitting on a bicycle seat. But if you see the picture, it's so gruesome. But that's what the and it was just it's so like, I, Cannibal Holocaust. If you're a horror buff, you, if you don't know about that, you better recognize and go check it out. All right, that's my horror stuff. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm a rambler with no f bombs yet. Man, I'm pumped. Yeah, you're doing good, good so far. KB, how about you? Um, I'm I'm. My horror films, like, I'm more into the gory kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm into, like, the uh, Texas Chainsaws and the, <coughs> the um, what's that, Devil's Rejects, yep. that kind of stuff. Um, there was a film that was going to be on my list, and that was, um, it might have been on that list that you've seen. It was um, Spit, I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, is that the, the revenge movie from The yeah, Girl? Yeah. I didn't see it. I heard that was insane. Yes. Yes, it is insane. Um, and they redid it in, like, 2010. Okay. So. Oh, that's the one I heard yep. about. All right. Yep. But it was really from the same. But that's off topic. Um, my pick for a horror movie is um, Hostel 2. Oh, Hostel 2. That's different. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> Eli Roth. I saw it. Um, and just, I think the thing that's scary to me about that movie is how real it could be. 
And absolutely, the scariest part of that movie, I think a lot of people don't understand, isn't really the gore scenes. There's the part where all of the the hunters are bidding on people, and just that silent auction, that yes. tension. You see them like putting the passport photos. Yes, up, and you see all these people, and they're getting mad as they're bidding. It's kind of like they're taken, getting outbid, right? Kind of like yeah, in yeah, taken. Yeah, as like they're getting outbid for the person they're bidding on. It's like that is some scary twisted lunacy. Yeah, pure shit. I I, I agree. Yeah. I I get pumped on that. Hey, you the I one swearing? I just, yeah, I was going to say K, KB already broke the rule. So Scotty, hey, the you know rule what? was only for him. No, 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 feel free now. Feel free now. KB already. No, no, no I'm trying to tempt him. Don't you see? Um, <laughs> I agree though. The lunacy. Yeah. That you say just just like in Taken when they're auctioning off the yeah. girls. When you see that kind of cr- like craziness mentality, it's, it's awesome. Dude. And and they were fighting over. It. You could see yeah. the, the frustration in their faces, and it's like. This could really be happening I know. out there somewhere in one of these European Absolutely. countries, and you don't know about it. Same, like, well, same thing. I like Hostel One better. Yep. But same thing with Hostel One. Yeah, like, and, and the gore, the gore is really out of this world though, too. In that crazy, one, crazy dude. Yeah, the whole um, the the girl hung upside down with this <laughs> with the scythe and like chops her in half. And now, like, did you? Because you, when you said gore, I thought you were gonna say saw. Uh, so, so I thought about Saw. Yeah, because Saw was awesome. Contender. So, it was a contender. After yeah, three, yeah. by the way, I got so pissed off. Yeah. I know yeah. what was, what did, yeah. They they went no. so crazy. I, I, I did watch them all, but after three was when it just that, t- and totally And it sucks fell because off. part four starts like before one of the yeah. other ones, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I actually rewound. The timeline gets all screwed up. Wicked bad. And yeah. I tried to watch it like three times at the beginning just to get, and I couldn't figure it out, and that, yeah. it pissed me off. Well, same thing with the Paranormal Activity. The the, the sequel was really good. I yeah. like the sequel, Paranormal too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then uh, they did three, and then they tried. They started. They went through a different story after that. And well, let me tell you. It, no, it's all tied in. It, it is. is. It right. is all tied in. Um, that's the beauty of those. Of those number five. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, number five will blow your socks off because it's all Mexicans <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> and me and Joe, me and Joe went to go see this movie with my friend Kate. Who that was like my art. We always went to go horror movies together. It was like a, a horror, horror, a click. ritual type thing. Yes, and um, no pun intended, right? So uh, <laughs> we watched <laughs> five, and the whole way there we were crying, laughing because we we're like, "What's it gonna be?" It's like, "Hey man, there's ghosts in there, man. <laughs> hey, the freaking ghosts is in my bed, man." So like, but believe it or not, that even ties into the first really? one, dude. Okay. I don't want to give uh, it yeah, away. I'm gonna have to watch that. But thing. I promise you, and I love three, four, and five. I mean, uh, three and four. Because they actually do tie in. I know one of them is with a young kid, a young blonde yeah. girl. It all ties in, bro. All right, Stick to, with them. They did a right. good job with that. All right, cool, cool. KB, yeah, yeah I was no, no, that was that was my number two. I'm not gonna go too far into it. Okay, so that was that was your pick for I mean, horror. My number two, my pick for horror. Yeah, <laughs> I'm used to using numbers. <clears throat> all right. Well, speaking of, um, we're gonna throw in some numbers here. My pick for horror was released in 2002, and it's the most recent movie on my list. Believe it or not, it was from 2002. Horror movie. Ooh. Yep. Can, yeah, can you know what? Can, when we do this, can you give a hint so we can try and yeah, guess? Yeah, just like one hint, yeah, one yeah. guess, one hint. So, all right, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, it was released in 2002. That's just, and that's gonna of, of all my picks, it's the most recent movie. So, ah, for, for, like it. Uh, runs for 115 minutes. And here's your your clue. It's a remake of a Japanese horror flick. Oh shoot, I know what it is. Um, uh, me too. I can't think of it. Ah, uh, the, the Ring. The yeah. Ring. Yeah. So the Ring is one. my choice. Um, I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, it did have a sequel, The Ring 2, and there's another sequel coming out with a different cast entirely, so I don't know how I feel about that. It's called Rings, and it's supposed to be dropped this year, supposedly. Gotcha. Um, but I, I just really like the fact it's, it's, it's a different take. It, was, it wasn't like gory. That was it, the one where you watch on the tape. You right? watch the tape, and then the phone rings. And going back to what you were saying about paranormal, paranormal activity and even um, 
oh my god, I can't even think of it now. Uh, paranormal Activity and like you know some of the found footage stuff. You can see to KB's KB's point. This is something that you know if you believe in that paranormal, it's something that like you get a phone call and there's just some <laughs> random voice, you know, this creepy voicing seven days and you have seven days. Spine tingling, dude. It's crazy. And not to mention in that. Uh, by the way, that movie. I don't know why I know so much stuff about it. That movie was originally called Ringu because mm-hmm. it was released in Japan first, and people from America saw it was like, this is crazy. The, just something about a crazy Asian chick coming out of a well, <laughs> dirty, that's just freaking. Remember when she, there, there was some scenes, I don't know if it was one or two, Ring 1 or 2, where she's like in the elevator, and the elevator just flashes, mm-hmm. and her freaking face is there. Mm-hmm. And that, that'll give you nightmares, man. Well, and, and it's, a cool, it's a cool concept because after you watch this tape yep. of this girl that's You're been done. murdered, you have to, to save yourself, you have to make a copy of it. Yes, and that to me influenced. Keeps it going, and it, yeah. but it influenced another movie that I, was a contender, which is a movie uh, recently called It Follows, and I thought like it's, it's the same idea, except instead of a tape, it's having intercourse, having, having sex with somebody, and now there's demons after you after you sleep with somebody, so you have to sleep with somebody else to make the demon go after them, and that to me was another great movie that came out recently in the suspense slash thriller slash horror genre. That again didn't make my list, but I think it was influenced by The Ring yep. in that sense. So that's why The Ring. Two things I gotta say. Man, yep. my mind is going crazy. Go for First it. one in Ring, in The Ring, there's the one scene that is like revolutionary, dude, is when she opens the closet and the girl, the girl's face is there and she like, she looks like she's been dead for two weeks. That was so surprising. Nobody on the planet saw that coming. They even if you knew something was gonna be there, you never thought you'd see a girl laying in the corner, looking like a cor- like it, and all her, mangled her, her, and, yeah. and her face was like open. It was oh, I was bugging. Uh, the second thing I wanted to say was um, uh, was the second movie you just said? It follows. It follows. You told me to watch that, and I was like, this is stupid. People having sex and giving each other like scary AIDS. <laughs> the what worst is STD ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the scariest STD you can get. And I, it, they did something really different with that movie, man. The way it flowed. Did you notice the camera work in that too? Yeah. Just the slow. That was. I liked that movie. It was awesome. It, that that when it, when it would go to scene to scene, it would play that music, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Plus the slow camera slide. <laughs> yeah. And it was just genius. You don't see. I like things that are different. It wasn't. In, in the thing is, it was like you had this entity that wasn't coming after you quickly every time you saw it, it was kind of walking yeah it's kind of like just sitting in a window pure it attention it's pure com- attention like it's coming and you yeah. can't do anything yeah. about it yeah it doesn't care because it, it knows and, that, that and that's the anything. thing because and again to, again with it's not a cheap necessarily a cheap jump scare all the time it could be anything it could look like anyone and you, you have to live your life like realizing anyone around me is going to be walking toward me at any point in time. If I see that, it could be something that's out yep. to kill me. It was good. It was good. That's crazy. So that's if you think crazy. it's a silly movie, I thought it was silly when I first, um, you know, before I saw it, it was good. It follows. Yeah. Word Excellent. Up. So those are, those are my picks. Um, do we want to go on to action adventure? I do. Let's yeah. let's do that, Scotty. Action adventure. Let's start me right here. Let me look at my uh, screenshots from my computer here. <laughs> All right. So I just got two to talk about. Uh, this is tough as well too. You know how many there are. Um, I'm going to mention Man on Fire as an honorable mention. Man on Fire, number one, because I'm, uh, I have a huge man crush on Denzel Washington. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, but this movie, cinematography, unreal. Uh, they actually use like an 8mm f- camera, which I don't really even know what that is, but it's it's it made it look like older. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, the music uh, was captivating. Like they had their own, um, I think Hans Zimmer did it. I can't remember. He's a, you know. Uh, but the, the, the thing I liked about this was, yes, it was a revenge story. And if you don't know anything about this movie, he... Is a, did you guys see that movie, Man of Fire? I have not. I've seen pieces of it. All right, cool. Let me just explain it yeah, really give, quick. Give me a synopsis. Guys. Really quick. He's, a, he's an ex-CIA uh, agent who's a drunk, an alcoholic. 
and he's just somebody hires him to be a bodyguard. This whole movie takes place in Mexico. It's actually J Lo's ex husband, Mark Anthony. He's one of the. He's got this this daughter, and it's what's her name? Um, she's the blonde girl. Uh, what's her name? It's Dakota Fanning, when she was probably one of the best little actresses ever at her at that time. So, he he needs they need a bodyguard, but a cheap one. So they interviewed him. I'm like, dude, why he's come so cheap? Your your resume is unbelievable. I'm a drunk. I'm a drunk. Hates. Fucking hates kids, all right? I'm sorry, I had to do it. Mark hates kids, dude. It's hate. So you see this cute little girl and Denzel with this hatred towards each other. And slowly, because he has to be their bodyguard, slowly and very slowly start to become friends. But they do it in such a non-corny mm-hmm. way, you know, where it's just like, and before you know it, he starts to easily, like, you know. And I like that relationship between, like, a father, a daughter, or, you know, older man, daughter. Not to sound creepy. That's weird. But <laughs> I know it was going to sound bad. sound a little creepy. But you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so they did that well, and then she she dies. And he goes, oh, because she gets kidnapped when he was supposed to stop it. And the rest of the movie is him going on a goddamn crazy rampage. But it was just Man on Fire was the ultimate revenge movie. It has love, sadness, like anger, all that stuff. It, so. it, was, it goes the, through the whole gamut of emotions. Everything. Yep, yeah. up and down. Now, my movie, man, the one I watched a hundred times on VHS was a movie, and I'm going to let you guys, I'll give you a hint. Um, okay, this is an action movie, 1995. I pulled up to the house. That is your- Yeah, I know what it is. What uh, movie? It's going to be Bad Boys. Bad Boys 1 was unreal to me, and this is why. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, their their chemistry was outrageous, but what did it was that- this was back when Fresh Prince, Will Smith was a Fresh Prince. People didn't know anything about him other than that. He's funny. This kid, now he was he was filming his last season of Fresh Prince when he filmed this movie. And if you remember, there's one episode of Fresh Prince where he has a goatee and they went outside the uh, house for one and just because he needed to keep that goatee because he was still filming. Dude, when he comes out in this movie, so badass, there's actually a scene where he runs. He's running after like the people because they, they, uh, they took Julie, the girl, He's running with his shirt off, and I watched the uh, what's that comment? The commentary, and the director said, "This is where I knew right here that Will Smith was going to be an action star, a Hollywood star for the rest of his life." And it, he just, and it was all f bombs, so many f bombs in that movie, and you're like, "Wow, Will Smith, who's never said?" <laughs> you know what I mean? That was a movie I watched over a hundred times. The budget was horrible. The, the the plot wasn't that good, but watching Will Smith and Martin Lawrence was better than anything. Yeah, because image his image was squeaky clean. Oh yeah, because rapping he didn't swear, and then yeah. the show he didn't swear, so it was like whoa, <laughs> like, he, he came he on. He can it. do that. It's like wow, he can actually do that. Plus, yeah. there was almost like this this stigma stigma um, that both Martin Lawrence and Will Smith were more comedy. comedians. Yeah, yep. they're more co- comedic timing. You know, they're they're co- comedians like you said, and just to see both of them in that action flick in a more serious role, I think you know. Now, yeah. obviously, Will Smith's star kind of rose a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Will Smith has done a lot too. Like I like him and, and he gets a bad rap for a lot of stuff yeah. that he does. I mean, granted, not all of his movies. I like almost all of them though. But yeah. almost um, everything. Very few. Yeah. Like Denzel is very few. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same yeah. kind of thing. And a shout out to the Suicide Squad, which we reviewed last yeah. week. And he, he was, was badass. He was yep. awesome Suicide in that. Squad. So, you know, that kind of ties it together. I'm, I'm actually on that team of uh, suing people for more Joker. Yeah, there you go. I freaking love the Joker, man. See, we were talking about that. Loved it. Yeah. Did you like the Joker? Uh, it was passable. Yeah. Oh, see, Kate, now, I, I liked it. I thought it was different. I know we talked about this already, but I needed to. I thought it was incredible because the way he looked. Number one. Yeah. But man, I thought his. And again, I'm not a. I'm not a, a, a comic dude, so maybe that's why. But I just. I just thought it was a great representation of a different kind of Joker, like the mobster Joker. I think it was great for that movie, but I. I, I don't know if it stands by itself. 
Um, no, I I, I disagree with that. about that. I'm you don't think disagree. he could? You don't think he could, he could pull together? Well, a movie I don't know what, what his plans, what they, what plans they well, have if, for him. If in they're going to be universe. doing a Harley Harley Quinn movie, or they're going to be doing a, a Ben Affleck Batman movie, I think Jared Leto is going to. I bet. Be there. I hope He's, so. I think I think it's like you said, a different iteration, a mobster. He's not the Joker. That's you know, I'm a loner and I, I kill everybody because I'm crazy yeah, and right. I'm just this this psychopath. This was more. Um, but we already had that, right? We right. had that with Batman. Yep. Um, the, uh, Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Knight trilogy, yeah. 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 No, and I mean and that's cool. But I mean, this Joker was more okay. I'm going modern. To, with the tattoos. Yep. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm I'm more of a, a quote unquote gangster. Yeah, um, he had the, the teeth. Yeah, the, the teeth. I love and, it. And they said that's from Batman continually punching him in the mouth and destroying his dental. Work. I didn't know to, that. Yeah, that, that was the, the the reason they were saying <laughs> that he he had that. I because, like that. You know, and it's just it's it's not the like the anarchist Joker. It's more of I'm going to be the head mm-hmm. of this gang, this organized crime family, and I'm going to have you know subordinates and lackeys and whatnot, and and I'm going to be running this criminal empire. That's a different Joker, yeah. which did exist in the comic books. It's not the most widely recognized version of the Joker, which is why I think some of the the fans. That only know the Heath Ledger version or the current yeah. comic book mm-hmm. versions mm-hmm. don't necessarily agree with this, but it's it's. it's I like it because it's new. Yeah, it's and different. I, and th- he could have screwed this up bad. He could have. And I just thought the scenes he was in, I just felt myself get off my chair. I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. He's badass. Yeah. But all right, so that's off topic. My fault. No, it's all good. Nope, we, it's all we, good. we can segue. Uh, so, okay, Bad Boys was your action adventure. KB, go for it. So I guess I'll give a little hint. Aliens taking over the world, 1996. Got it. Independence Day. Another Will Smith movie. Hell yeah! yeah. The yeah. movie was fantastic. That, that, Legend. That movie was, and that did come out on the 4th of July, right? I believe I, I, I it did. I think it did. I think it did. I'm all, oh, oh, shoot. I know it did because there was, yeah. It yeah. did. It did. I read yep. that. So, but listen to this cast. Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonald, Judge Hirsch, uh, Robert Loja, Randy Quaid, Vivica A. Fox, Adam Baldwin, and Brent Spiner. Killing it. Like, and that's one of those movies where the cast, uh, the great script, great cast, like, Kind of like Ocean's it, Eleven, yeah, like you yeah, can't, yeah, you can't, can't go, go wrong. wrong. No. You just could not go wrong. Too many good actors. And that movie, I can't, I don't even, can't even count how many times I've seen that movie. Oh yeah, dude, it, you can't. And, you can watch that movie, and over especially and over seeing again. it like '96, I was, you know, like in my late teens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Welcome to Earth. Bang, punches yeah, in the face. Yeah, so it was just like one of those movie experiences, and seeing that in the theater, you know, was was just amazing. It was incredible, and, especially and, at that time. Um, wasn't the special effects at that time like incredible? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was beyond. What Even now, it still looks pretty decent. You yeah, know it does, I mean? and because now you can watch it in HD and yeah. Ultra HD and all that, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But um, you know, um, I'm a big Jeff Goldblum fan too, and he's gonna be in the uh, new Thor movie coming up. Nice. Oh, I did not the guy who plays yeah. every ca- same character in every yep. movie. Love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's gonna be in the Thor yeah, movie. So, you're so gotta and, give, and it, Vivica, give it a cold. <laughs> and Vivica A. Fox back then was a hottie. I oh, love yeah. that. I mean, she still is, but that yeah, she was that that, that stripper scene that she has. Oh yeah, oh. when no one's there because they're all the t- <laughs> they're all on the roof. I don't know any strippers that look like. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and I really liked uh, Randy Quaid in this too as the drunken pilot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing all the sound bites. I love that. I got him. I got him all up here. Brain, it was just an all-around awesome movie. It was. It you was know? fantastic. That that's a classic. Yep. Instant classic. Who the hell says I didn't like it? Like who can say yeah. I didn't like Independence? What? What? It had I, everything. I, I guess unless you have no room in your mind for sci-fi. That's it. Then, yeah. If you, other than, if you other hate than sci-fi, like somebody like it. my mother who wouldn't watch sci-fi. You know what I mean? Then that would be it. Yeah. That and I I absolutely adore yeah. science fiction. So yep. So yep. That's uh, my action adventure pick. All right. Uh, mine is going to lean a lot more on the adventure than the action part. All right. I but, know it's before 2002. Yep, this one's a two. This is the next Jeff most recent movie. Jeff hates all millennium no, movies. No, no, <laughs> I didn't say that. This is, this is my picks, though, for my favorites in the genres. Uh, this was an, uh, a 2001 release, the runtime of 178 minutes. 
Uh, so it's almost three hours. Yep. Um, the big hint, and it's, uh, it might be easier giveaway. It's an epic high fantasy adventure based on a book. Oh, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> I didn't even watch that shit. <laughs> Great yeah. friggin' movie. Lord of the Rings one. Lord, that's the first one. I knew this movie was gonna come up, and um, I've never given Lord of the Rings a chance just because I, I never watch fantasy stuff, and yeah. I don't. But I, I should because it's so like. So the popular. thing, the thing to go in, it is, it's a great movie. The thing that it, the characters though. So here's it's it's basically based around these four hobbits, these friends. Um, Frodo Baggins, played by Elijah Wood, is basically he's he, a little guy, right? Right. It's it's basically. No, like, this isn't Earth, right? No, this is it's this a, is it's a place sweat. called Middle Earth. So, yeah, it's it's like a, it's an it's a place called Middle Earth. The the big thing you have to worry about here is that there used to be this like giant demonic ruler, mm-hmm. and he basically tricked. There's different races, so that you have humans, you have dwarves who typically live like in caves and mines, you have hobbits, which are halflings, then you have elves, which have unnaturally long lives, and basically what this guy did, this demonic presence, uh, basically created rings and gave them to all these different uh, different uh, races of, of uh, different types like of high people. power, yeah, yeah, and he he created a master ring to control them all, so that's why they they have the one ring to rule them all, and basically. Uh, through this chain of command, like the, the prince at the time um, cut off the dude's hand and the ring basically lost all its power. He ended up keeping it as a, as a keepsake, but the guy, Sauron, ended up putting all this demonic presence, his, his hate, his animosity into the ring, and it started driving the king, now the king, mad. And it ended up uh, basically turning against him, and people kept desiring this ring, and he ended up dying from it. Ended up getting passed to another creature, which extended his life over 500 years, and then as the story shows up, it goes to this one guy, uh, Bilbo Baggins, who is the uncle of Frodo, played by Elijah Wood. Realizing he needs to take off, he leaves after his 111th birthday, leaves the ring in Frodo's uh, charge. So he's basically the, the keeper of this now. See, that shit's tough for me. Yeah, it's, it, they, they try to spell it out. But basically, it's, it's, you've got to understand that the, the characteristics, it's, it's really the feel of the film where you have hobbits, which are like halflings, half, half people, almost like you know little people type thing. Mm. All they do is all they care about is their own lives. Then not in a, not in a uh, like a selfish sense, but more in the sense that like my life is simple and that's Peaceful, just the way I like happy, it. Yeah. I just like to you know we grow our crops. I totally we, be whatever, a hobbit, and it, it's cool. Now you got to go outside of your comfort zone, and now you have to you have this thing of power that's threatening all life around you, not just where you're little pigeonholed into. Oh, okay. And basically, it shows him and his friends and how they need their camaraderie and friendship to to do this task and get out of that comfort zone and move on and destroy this ring. But all the burdens that come and the different people they meet that have uh, different agendas per se on what they want this ring to do, Ooh. and it's it's just it's and it spans the three movies. The special effects are crazy. Um, it didn't follow the books exactly. The books are a chore to read. Yeah, uh, I heard they're but wicked they, long. They you know? took out a lot of key characters from the books that don't appear in the movie, and that's just for pacing because it it's a three-hour movie, up. and it's still, you know. And, and then they have the extendeds after yes. that are like another. Their extendeds are really extendeds. You're talking like another half hour, 45 yeah. minutes. And that's just yeah. scenes put in the middle that here they, and there. Or stuff that they yeah. took out. Yeah, yeah, like there's a. There's, like we're hoping it's going to happen with Suicide Squad, right? There'll be a, uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, Hopefully there's more Joker. Like I think it's the second or the third one. There's a deleted scene like the mouth of Sauron. Yeah, there's a Lot. Yeah, There's like it's lot. like shows his teeth. What I what I would suggest is if you do want to get into it. So this is a personal story. I saw in two thousand one. I was in college. I uh, was hearing all these like great things about these movies. I bought it on DVD just on a whim. Started watching it. I fell asleep halfway through the movie, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this this." You mean sucks. when you had to flip the disc? <laughs> yeah, no, it was still it was still a DVD. But 
I ended up falling asleep and I was like, oh, this must be a really crappy movie if I fell asleep. And I was like, or maybe I was just tired. I watched it again. Like when I was like wide awake, like in the morning and like the summertime, I was hooked. Oh, I was yeah. like, this a lot movie of people get like that. With is that movie, awesome. Yeah. The, the other thing, if, if you're a fan of, of writing of like scripts. Yeah. The nice thing about this movie is the plot points break between the movies nicely. So it's gotcha. like, you know how like a script usually has like two plot points. You usually have like kind of your opening yep. plot and then you're kind of in your story, your main focus. Right. And then you do another plot point and you're at your end. Gotcha. And, and these movies break off exactly like that. Well, and that's the thing. And there's like cool. a bunch of them, right? Yeah, yeah there's three the of them. It's yeah, a trilogy. Oh, the story, but the, okay. the Fellowship essentially in, introduces you to all the characters you're going to want from the story. And then as it moves to the second story, then it follows. The, the stories branch out. And then you follow these characters one way, these characters. Gotcha. And, and it's, then it's in three different or four different Smart parts per movie. And right then they there. all come back together. And then they all converge oh, at the yeah. end. That's awesome. And you see how the they grow movie. and how they've changed. And it's it's really, really good. And it's I don't want to spoil it for you in case you do watch it. Not going to. But it's one of the... Okay. At least, see, this is what I love yeah. about Scotty. At least he's honest. Yeah. Frodo, Elijah Wood, is so, like, just happy in what he does. By the end of the third movie, he actually leaves all of his friends behind because he can't go back to his old life because he's been changed so much by the experience. He leaves everything he loves and knows behind to move on to a new chapter in his life. Just kind of a good, it almost it's, teaches it's, you a lesson. It's man. good, but it's just then you have, you know, basically his best friend, Samwise Gamgee, you know, who's... Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but the kid that was in Ruby. Kid played Ruby. Yeah, <laughs> um, say it's like that, yeah. he's actually the real hero of the whole story because it's his friendship and his, the you know shoulder that Frodo keeps leaning on that can actually get this mission accomplished, and he's the real hero of the story, and he's still satisfied with the life that he's had, and Frodo's had so much done to him and so many different experiences that it's kind of like soured him on going back to live this like I can't just live in this like simple life where I'm almost self-contained, and it's just it's just a cool cool story and and the special effects are amazing so Lord of the Rings radio everybody yeah, so well, <laughs> Welcome. that's, that's our next well, podcast well, well. Uh, so yeah let's move on um, and then we'll do this category and then we'll take a break after mm-hmm. we finish this but cool uh, do we want to move on to don't do because I'm going to get real psyched out about this one don't do um, drama yet okay we'll do that when we come back from break we'll yeah. save that one we want to save that one for last sure okay so animated let's go animated yeah let's do animated so Scotty go ahead uh, let's see um, I'll give you a hint ready uh, I can't believe it. I'm losing to a rug. Uh, that is Aladdin. Bang! <laughs> yeah, that, Correct. that was on my list. I had to dwindle it down. So it's cartoons are tough because there's so many good ones even mm-hmm. now. I actually just recently w- w- went, kind of took a girl on a date. We went to go watch Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. dude. That's good. This shit they got going on right now, man. You can watch it with kids or adults. doesn't matter. It was hilarious. I also love animals, too. But Aladdin. Dude, that's one of the movies I watched over and over as a kid. Matter of fact, when I moved into my first apartment, I didn't have cable, didn't have a DVD player. All I had was a VHS player, and all I had was two VHSs. It was one movie, which I can't say because that's the other one that's <laughs> going to come up soon. Uh, but um, actually, shit, you know what? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, pff, what the hell was it? Uh, oh, number two. That's actually number three. I said an F-bomb? No, you said sh- shit. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to count that, though. All right, you can count that. I'm doing well. Uh, but I had Sorry. I had Aladdin and this other one, and I would just... I would just watch them all the time. Again, even as an adult, just I think the the genie in general brings that movie uh, to another level. I, think I can't believe Robin Williams' never, best I performances. Unbelievable. One of his best performances ever. And what they did with the animation for him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jafar, great villain. Iago, hilarious. Gilbert Godfrey, mm-hmm. hilarious. And um, the movie's just, uh, there's something just magical about that movie. It's got a magic carpet as a person. Like, they honestly made a carpet. With no eyes, no ears, no mouth, no nothing, seem realistic. And I through, thought that through the animation, it made it, you, you could tell by like the mimics and the moves and what whatnot. his emotions were. Yeah. It was genius. That 
remember when he <laughs> he get mad at me like walks away like all sulks and all they did with the rug was just kind of like fold it up punch him over just, yeah. just genius stuff like that you, you have to love um so yeah aladdin was definitely my favorite um and i can still watch that today i have two things to say about that okay one i was young too when that came out and i was super attracted to jasmine <laughs> oh oh yeah the great point princess jasmine is a smoke yeah but yeah. But in the film, she's like 16 years old. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> so it's got to be legal somewhere. Right, in right. Country. Well, in, in Agrabah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's legal in Agrabah. And the second thing I heard is... Oh, and a poo, by the way, the monkey. Oh, oh hilarious. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Can't hear if you get... Who uh, also says no words. Yeah. And you can tell. But them. you can tell by like the, the, the noises yeah. and stuff. Um, there was a theory that came out a while ago that it's not actually set in the past, that it's actually set in the way future in the far future after nuclear fallout happens because how would the genie who's been alive for 10,000 years in a lamp he's doing impersonations of Jack Nicholson he's doing impersonations of okay you know what I mean like he's doing more recent stuff that came out that wasn't around back in the day so how would the genie know like about those references how can he do those mimics and those voices because it's a goddamn kids movie <laughs> right <laughs> right no but I'm saying that's that's a theory Tim conspiracy um, that's a bad theory yeah. it's a good theory but that's crazy people right. look Oh, oh absolutely. And um and you probably know this since you are um kind of familiar with this. The beginning of the film where yep. it shows the gentleman that's introduced you're gonna buy the lamp. Yep. That's the genie. Whoa. Time that's off. the genie. The guy at the beginning that's trying to sell the lamp. No. Makes way. Julian fries. Because they, they they there was a whole thing because the genie only had uh three fingers and a thumb, and that guy had three fingers and I a thumb. Never and knew at the that. end of the movie he gets freed. And that's why the lamp is now dormant because there's no other genie in it. They initially why was intended, he trying to sell it? Well, because he, he was he was still it? living in Agrabah, and he was just now that he's a free genie, he's just a regular human being that's been freed. Oh, that's now, right. Oh, because that's the end of the. That's really the right. End. He gets freed by Aladdin at yeah. the end of the movie. So in the beginning of the movie, he's like, "Oh, let me tell you a story about this lamp. It once housed blah 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 blah." I and did it's supposed not to be the that. genie as a human. That's some genius stuff right there. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that. And of course, obviously they made the second one or the third one so they, you know, it's kind of out of continuity now, it doesn't really count anymore, but that was the original intent was the the that guy was awesome. that was trying to sell. And real quick now that cuz I know a lot about this stuff now too, they actually edited um the movie Aladdin um due to like I guess conflict with the Middle East. There was in the first song Arabian Nights, there's Arabian a, a, a Nights. There's a line where they say <laughs> Bad guys with swords. Sorry, I had to <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Prince Ali, though, Scotty. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you know way too uh, much. Yeah, about no. Aladdin. I love, I love Disney movies. Um, yeah. So there was a scene, Arabian Nights. He goes, uh, where they cut, cut off your ears if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. That was in the original version. They changed that lyric because of because of just they don't want to be like, oh well, you know, uh, you know. Arabian people and, yeah, and you know yeah. Middle Eastern people aren't going to be because that's it's politically right, right. correct. So now they changed it to where the heat is intense and it's incredibly dense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. So they changed it. Gotcha. And the future, I, f I forget the exact wording, right, but yeah, right, they, right. I still have the original on the VHS where Me they have too. it. But you buy it on DVD, you buy the it's soundtrack, huh? they change it. And up. you know the little things that are in every Disney movie that yes. people see, like when um when he. He just drops Jasmine off yep. on the carpet yep. ride, falls off, and it's supposed to say sex or something. Yeah, uh, that was no, that was the Lion King. When oh, the Lion King, King. Like, I think he said something about like take off your clothes. Yes, or something he goes like take that. off your clothes. Something like really, yeah. And then, and if you notice in a lot of Disney movies, oh, there the, was the ICP in. used to used to draw uh, be an artist for them. Mm -hmm. So even in in the original Little Mermaid, one of the one of the things on the cover is, is, a, is, is a penis. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. Which is genius. <laughs> and when the priest is marrying them, he has a little uh, bulge down under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. All those little uh, innuendos. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great pick for animation. KB. 
Okay, so my animated movie, um, 2001, and this was actually a sci-fi movie. It was way ahead of its time for animation. Sci-fi movie? When? when? It was a sci- uh, 2001. Okay. It's, a, it's kind of a cult-following movie. Um, it's called Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Ah, that yeah, I obviously it, never I've, watched. I've never seen it, yeah. So if you, if you ever get a chance to check out this movie, the animation now, like as far as looking realistic, like it was one of those movies you could walk by the TV, and if you don't give it a second look, you're going to think you're watching really? live. Now, how'd they do it, though? Um, I think, because it wasn't really CGI back then. <laughs> I was going to say. It was, it was, that's why it was ahead of its time. No it, was, it was really all drawn. Um, but the, the cast in this movie as well, too, uh, Ming-Na Wen, who's in, um, she was in Mulan. Yep. And uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Alec Baldwin. Oh, bad, dude. Ving Rhames. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, my God. Donald Sutherland. Is this a com- comedy? No, no, it, no, it's a sci-fi movie. No kidding. Donald Sutherland. James Woods and Keith David. So random for like a sci-fi serious. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a serious sci-fi movie. And basically, what it's about is um, Earth gets destroyed, uh, and basically there's few people left. Well, not few, but you know all the cities like cities like New York are totally like you can't even go into them. Yeah. And what it was was like this um, planet or this meteor hit, and what happened um, basically is that all these phantoms start coming out of the media. And so what they kind of, you, you get infected by these phantoms, you usually die or you turn into one, um, like they get inside you. So uh, Ming-Na Wen, her part as Dr. Aki Ross, um, she is trying to find the seven spirits. And those seven spirits supposedly have the solution to ending this problem. Um, and then uh, James Woods is the bad guy. He's the general who's like, oh, we have technology to blast these spirits. And mm. they have like this big... Um, Death from above satellite, they call it like the hammer or something like that, that could just go in and like destroy this meteor and they want to destroy it once and for all. So there's a disagreement mm. between the doctors who believe in science and fixing this and, you know, um, James Wood's character, who's General Hine, who is, you know, wants to just destroy them with, you know, guns. And I want to I want to check out the, the YouTube scenes the, just to see is, the animation. Yeah, the animation is, is fantastic. Like, like I said, you look at this, you're like, this this is not animation. This no is shit. real. But um, it, like I said, it kind of like flew under the radar, though. Like a lot of people, if you weren't a sci fi fan back then or if you weren't a geek back then when it wasn't cool to be a geek. You didn't really know about this. I was movie. a geek the whole time. But Final Fantasy, <laughs> but Final Fantasy video games, because remember, Final Fantasy is kind of like the link. Jeff to this. came out the womb, yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. like yeah. bifocals on and a, and, a, and a pencil. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I'm just like, where, where's the Batman yeah. comics? But 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 yeah, so definitely, but definitely, like you know, check it out. Um, it, it's just I want to yeah, check out some scenes. And, and Buscemi and, and Baldwin and, and the voice acting is great. Keith David is one of my favorites. Who, who is that? It's the only person I'm he, knowing that. With. He is in. Um, you've seen Pitch Black? No. Uh, no shows. Is that a show? No, no, no. Pitch Black, the movie. No. Uh, Vin Diesel. No. No. Okay. So he was in Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick. Okay. I, I'd know him if I see him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he's in so many things, but he does a lot of voice acting. So okay. he's in a lot of video games like Mass Effect. Um, I think he was in, I think he's done some Batman animation as oh. well. So, uh, but he's just done a lot of stuff. But again, really good movie. So check that out. Absolutely. All right. So mine is another, uh, this one came out, we're actually working backwards, obviously. This one was released in 1995, uh, 1999, rather. It's a 95-minute run, and it's a sequel. And this is honestly going to be probably the most emotional of all my movies that I uh, picked. Um, let me just, it's, it's got a very deep story, and uh, let's just say it's a sequel to a, an earlier, it's a Pixar movie. Let's, let's put Toy it Toy Story 2. Very good, very good. I only know that because I've heard you say it before. Yeah, I love Toy Story 2. <laughs> Toy Story 2 is probably one of my favorite 
uh, animated flicks just because of the story itself. So I don't know if you have you seen. I I saw some of Toy Story one. Okay, which is so sad. Basi- well, let's just um, Tom Hanks voices Woody, the yep. cowboy who's Buzz like, Lightyear. The, I know and then Buzz yep. Lightyear, right? So in the first movie, they kind of have like animosity toward each other because Buzz Lightyear is the new toy, and yep. Woody gets jealous. By the end of the first movie, they become friends. Second movie, they're best friends now. Okay. Andy's playing with Woody, accidentally rips his arm because it's got a cloth arm. The mother puts him on a shelf because he's going away to camp, so he's not taking Woody with him to camp. Woody feels like he's being like, what's going to happen when Andy grows up and he's going to abandon me and throw me away? Or, yeah. or, and he just he feels like he's, he's useless. He sees another old toy on the shelf that he thought was gone and realized that it's just a broken toy and Andy's just getting rid of stuff. The mother comes in and takes it to put it on a yard sale. Woody goes out to save him where a toy collector comes by and realizes that Woody is actually a very rare collectible and steals him oh, no. from the... Who's this that this steals it? Like, uh, he's like a villain. He's the villain. He's the right? villain. He plays a um, toy store owner. He's voiced by... I can't think of the guy's name, but he played Newman on uh, Seinfeld. Okay, uh, that, yep, that dude. Um, but... So anyway, so the rest of the toys go after him. Woody finds out that there used to be a, a TV series about him, and he's a star. So he realizes that him, he meets his sidekick from the TV show, Jesse. Oh, they can, can they talk to the, the people? No. They, okay. So when the, when the people see them, they have to like pretend okay, that gotcha, they're, gotcha. they're toys. They only talk amongst themselves. So basically there's Bullseye, who is Woody's horse from the TV show, and Jesse. And Jesse... Um, it wants to go. They're going to actually send them over, to, I believe, to Japan and be part of a museum where all these kids will be able to come by and look at them behind a glass case and whatnot. And Woody decides to like, you know, what? I don't want to be left in the dark. I don't want to be forgotten. Everybody's going to know. So he's going to go with it. And then he realizes it takes Buzz Lightyear to convince him that no, your purpose in life is to You're bring Andy. this child yeah. happiness. And no matter what happens, <laughs> that's more important than being behind a glass case and never played with as, cause that's not your purpose. It's as just a funny story. seeing <laughs> how passionate you Dude, it's about such it. a good movie. It is cool. That is good. Um, so basically, and it's, this is a, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. Um, there's another theory going around. So Jesse tells the tale about how she had a girl, Emily, that used to like play with her all the time and then threw her in the garbage and then she got picked up or she discarded her and that's why she feels like nobody else like she wants to do this and then it takes Woody and Buzz to convince her to come back with them and be part of Andy's toy collection. Now, here's where the theory comes in. Andy has a cowboy hat that looks very similar to Jesse's. So Jesse's the toy that he never owned but he's got a cowboy cowboy hat similar and in the flashbacks, Jesse shows the girl that was playing with her had a similar cowboy hat on with a ribbon the one that Andy has does not have a ribbon. So some people are thinking that Emily was actually Andy's mother. And then Ooh. she grew up and got rid of it. And now uh, Jesse comes back and so becomes she, part it of it. It was her on the show. Yeah. That, that, right. is a, that is a good theory. That's, that is yeah, crazy. That's you, 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 can, you can Google that. You can YouTube that. They, they talk about that. But that's uh, that's my animation pick. It's just it's such a great story. And then if you watch Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2, do not watch Toy Story 3 without tissues. I <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Ta- he was talking about this on a show. He's like, it was so I can't, sad. Let me, let me, let I can't me. believe he's <laughs> folks. Just so you know, he was completely serious when he yes, said that. Absolutely, I, I have to clarify. I have he, he's, to clarify. he's mentioned this before. No, so. no. I'm not talking about what you think. I'm saying just the fact it's, that you actually cried. It's very sad, dude. There's there's a scene at the end where basically they get donated to the center and. They all get thrown in the trash. I was gonna and say, in the receptacle, right? Yeah, I and see. they're about to be melted and, and melted, and, and they all realize they're, this is the end of the line. They're all gonna die, and all these friends that have been lifelong friends all hold hands and prepare to die together. <laughs> yeah, I love. And that. It's just, I saw that. It's I so, laughed. It's, it was, 
I'm sorry. Well, on that, I just want oh, you to I remember actually, I, it I, is animated. I, I, I want to see more on anime but, though. But before we cut, the, yeah, yeah. Done yet? Well, no, uh, I was going to say yes. It's animated, but the um, uh, the way the emotions can make you feel, yes, and that's to me the good. Uh, the the whether it's you know actors or animation, if it you can powerful. get if you yes. can get behind those characters and you can feel and and empathize with those characters and put themselves. And, and they've done position? their job. It's powerful. Yeah, yes. I agree. So I, I just got to add this. See, we're on the topic of animation. I went to see Sausage Party. Oh, was it good? It, I have never laughed so hard yes! in my life. I, I am gonna. You have to go see it. All right. And and I, I don't even like Seth and, Rogen, and, but and, I'm like, I was. Gonna and, see it oh, it's not even Seth Rogen. I mean, just all the people that are in it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And um, you know, and I don't know if you heard this. And, and people before people people I went with, they heard this before, and they actually seen some of the video before. But the food have a freaking orgy. Oh, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> I can't wait. Like you have it's, to see what they wicked do. Rated R, oh, right? Oh, every other word's an f bomb. I love it. Yeah, it, it's right. just it's just phenomenal. So I'm if you pumped. haven't checked it out, I'm seeing it soon. Go check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be very interesting that you mentioned uh, sausage party. So it's all based on food that's alive. Yes. Um, we're going to go to our sponsors. <laughs> we're going to play another song, and then we're going to come back after these words from our sponsors. Be right back. Are you ready to upgrade your office space or living area for an affordable price? Stop by Pachico's Furniture, where you can expect a delightful shopping experience, all while saving you some of your hard-earned money. Pachico's Furniture specializes in used furniture, antiques, jewelry, electronics, video games, Blu-ray, DVD, musical instruments, and much, much more. Whether buying or selling, we strive on being Fall River's finest second-hand store. Pachico's Furniture is a family-owned and operated business located on 663 Bedford Street, formerly Billy's Cafe, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Come on by. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And welcome back to Free Your Geek, Jay Free, KB, and we're here with Scotty. Back from the sausage party. Yeah, got it. Oh, yeah, that was so much fun. So that was, I that feel was better. Good. Yeah, so we got, with halfway through, we still have three more categories, and we're going to start with Scotty again. Uh, do we want to go with, um, what else do we want to go, comedy? Yeah, let's go comedy. Let's go comedy. I had, all right, so um, I went an hour without swearing, so you might see some F-bombs come okay, up, because okay, it was cool. tough. Um, I had trouble with comedy, I'll tell you why. Uh, for those who don't know me, I do comedy. That's what I'm about. Uh, I make comedy videos and all that stuff. So it's tough for me to watch comedy. You're a tough critic. Wicked bad, man. Yeah. And I'll tell you, half the time I'm watching comedy on television, uh, which I don't even watch a lot of TV. I watch movies. I'm like, I, I find myself going, I could have done that better, which is, it sucks. I hate that. They're like, I could have been in that. <coughs> I could have, I could have wrote this better. So with comedy is really tough. What I'm going to go with is a classic, which it's, I'm it's, curious if we're going to have the same the same pick. All right, it's tough for me to do this because a movie came out recently that ruined it. Yep, you, you and I have the same pick. It's Dumb and Dumber, which is the best comedy classic movie, I think, ever. And I got to give props to Joe Amaral, my, one of my best friends. Probably my number one best friend. Is I used to go over his house, and Joe is a kid who he's one of those kids 
who will watch a movie. He's been like this since a little kid. Watch a movie, and then literally when the credits hit, he'll rewind it and play it again. You want to watch it again? It's crazy. And we would do that every time I went to his house for like seven years. <laughs> we just watched Dumb and Dumber at least once. And it, it's just, it was genius. It was something you've never seen. It was, first of all, it was Jim Carrey, who, I'm sorry, one of the funniest people on the planet, probably the funniest people on the planet at that time. Um, it was great. It was written well. Everything was fantastic. Crying, laughing, hilarious. And then they made part two. 20 years later and completely fucked everything up. I mean, I was so upset with with what they did. <laughs> they literally tried to do Dumb and Dumber again. Right. Like, are you crazy? It's 20 years later. Either let it die or you got to come up with something like really different. Right. So KB, I'm going to do a little something different. I know typically you would go next, but because mm-hmm. yep. Scotty and I have the same yep. pick, go for it. Um, I just want to kind of throw my two cents into. It was released in 1994, 107-minute uh, runtime. And I think, I, I agree. I think it was written well, but I think it has all kinds of different comedy for certain, because t- certain people like certain types of comedy. So it has it has physical comedy where they do, like the scene I'm thinking of, uh, where they're doing the hot pepper and, and Jim yep. Carrey does the ketchup, ketchup and mustard. Ketchup and mustard together. Unbelievable. And that's something only Jim Carrey could right, do but well. It's, it's a physical slapstick yep. type of thing. They have visual comedy where Jeff Daniels is making the snowman and, and Mary Swanson gives him the two coals. Uh, yep. And he puts them as the balls instead of... And I think that's that's. I know you I have this, but I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. The misdirection. Yep. The look at the butt on that. Yep. Yeah. He must work that's, out. Yep. Genius. No, absolutely. Um. Then they have toilet humor, which you know is not my. I hate it, but you know the laxative scene where he's he's taking a crap in the toilet yep. and he's it's got diarrhea again. Not, I never not, thought about this. They did put every aspect yeah. of comedy in. There. And then they have that intellectual humor. My favorite. He goes. I thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier than this. Yeah, that John Den- Denver's full, full of shit, shit man. man. I mean, genius. That's that's and that was so good. That's why I liked it because that's what most of the comedy in this movie is is just the genius comedy. Yes, and that was what was I was like, Samsonite. Oh, I knew it started with an S though. Like just c- constant, nonstop hila- hilarity with that one. Yeah, there's and then why going to the airport? Flying somewhere. <laughs> She's that's, like, that's a lovely accent you have, New Jersey, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good day, mate. And by the way, one of my favorite scenes too is oh God, there's so many. But when he's driving the limo and he's like, uh, "There's really nothing to worry about, Mary. Most accidents happen on the way to the airport." And, and he's, he's lean, staring, he's leaning, he's leaning in, he's driving, <laughs> he's totally not looking at the road. He's like, he's like, "I had this friend." He's like, "Well, had this friend." Long story. He got we're getting trapped on their gas truck. That's the worst. <laughs> it was like, oh man, that that's the genius stuff that I. And and you know what? We, we're talking a lot about Jim Carrey. Let's not uh, kind of take. Jeff Daniels out of the equation. He did a lot in this movie. He did a too. very good job. Uh, it's tough because he's shadowed, right? And, and that's the thing. But I think I think some of the stuff that he did is is definitely noteworthy too. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes is where he's at the gas station. He's like, "So, excuse, huh? They yours." It's such a Jeff Cassetta moment. Yeah. I feel like that's you, but that's, talking to girls. <laughs> but, well, true. Well, and I use another dumb and deference, dumb and dumber reference with girls when a girl walks away. I'll be like, "Goodbye, my love." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so. Those are your yeah. skis? Yeah. yeah. They're yours? Yeah. yeah. Both of them? That's right. Cool. <laughs> there's there's stu- stupid stuff like that. Or the, you're talking about the misdirection, one of my other favorite lines. She's like, hi, guys. We're looking for two boys to oil us up before each competition. That was incredible. That was the last scene of the movie. <laughs> Boy, you are in luck. There's a town about three miles that, that way. way. And then they drive off. And it's like, you idiot. And you realize what you've done. And then you're like, oh, thankfully, they're going to go there. They're going to be the oil boys. And they're like, I'm sorry. My friend is a little slow. 
the town is back that way. <laughs> like, dude, it's, it's incredible. There's so many good bits. And I, like, like you said, I th- think they caught magic in a bottle there. Yeah. And then, or lightning in a bottle, because then they did the sequel, and there was no originality in that sequel. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, oh, which sequel are you talking about? Dumb, Dumb and Dumber 2. I don't, con- okay, I don't okay, get to the yeah. prequel as All a right, sequel. Yeah. I mean, there was one, my favorite scene, there's only, in my opinion, I know, one favorite scene. When they drive around, the, yeah. Yeah. And so. you know, it's not even worth fucking talking. No. I can't believe they did that with this movie. Like, yeah. I, I was like so pumped. And I trusted the Farley brothers to, to, to know you can't just remake this. I think it was a timing thing. It was thing. a remake. Yeah. It was a freaking remake with the same characters. And it was creepy as hell. Yeah. It was Jim Carrey old and weird looking. Like, oh. Right. And then and he's, he's got the hots on this chick. And it was, oh. Yeah. Want to hear the mo- second most annoying sound in the world? And like, that stuff. Like, oh. oh and they tried to bring it back. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think it was just a timing thing. I think if they would have done a sequel like three or four years later, it would have been a Badass, totally different man. movie. And they couldn't because Jim Carrey's career went. Right. He had Ace Ventura, right. which was amazing. Right. KB, hook it up. I actually changed mine on the fly because oh. I thought of something else. Oh, I was going to say, did Ooh. you say Dumb and Dumber? That would be No, 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 no. Because um, I wanted to go a little bit back a little further because mm-hmm. I was thinking about what you're saying about comedy and, and it's like, you know what? Some of the newer comedies and, and my original pick was going to be Superbad. Okay. Because I, I, I like Superbad. It's, it's a newer, g- good good movie to um, start a lot of people up. Uh, yeah. Jonah Hill and, and I'm an Emma Stone guy. Yeah. I love Emma Stone. But in the for the sake of comedy, Trading Places. Oh, don't talk to me about Eddie Murphy, man. Trading Places. Beast. Eddie Murphy, Beast. Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Yes. Shows her tits in that yes, movie. Yes, absolutely. And We're Dan not going to count that as a curse? Nope. And Dan Aykroyd was Beast in that yes. movie. Yes, Beast. And Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy when he's um when he's on the, when he's skateboard. <laughs> he has no legs. Like, <laughs> he has no Genius. legs. That <laughs> movie was uh, not only like hilarious, but with a lot of movies with Eddie Murphy. Just yeah. awesome, like Beverly Hills Cop. Hilarious. That was his time. Yeah, that was. He 80s. just was the man. Late mid eighties to nineties. Yep. He was the freaking coming man. to America. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the only thing, yeah, Boomerang. <laughs> See, I like. I thought I, it wasn't in the same realm, realm. of those movies, yeah. but Boomerang was awesome. And, and a lot of people forget Harlem Nights. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I like Boomerang because then that was kind of like the the Fresh Prince thing in reverse. Yep. Because like he was, uh, I'm sorry, in the same in the same aspect, uh, same way, not reverse. Yeah. Because he was like this big comedian, and then he went into Boomerang, and he was a, he was the, he was a stud. Yeah. And then he actually like was. Studly to girls, and no girls I ever thought like that. You know, he was a pimp in that movie, yeah. and that and that was that had uh, what's her name, short hair Halle Berry. Yep. Before she got here, and she was yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. But um, back to trading places. Do you guys consider that a Christmas movie? Yeah, of course. Because like, I've heard arguments. Some people are like, no, it's not really a Christmas movie. I'm like, it is. It's it's. I think it is because yeah. it takes place kind of during Christmas, and then they have the Santa Claus. Yep. He maybe gets all like drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Claus that's that's the best. Yeah. He's just got the gun and. uh and then the uh, oh the train with the gorilla oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that was awesome yeah see that's like the old school eighties comedy and what was awesome too is at the end if you remember the obviously dude the end is like the twist yeah and they bet it was only the a dollar. dollar yeah and they flipped out they're like what this was all over a dollar yeah oh, yeah no, that I, was good. It, it, and I just it's one of those movies that I've put in my DVD player. And have had on repeat. Classic. Back then. Yeah. Thanks to so, Eddie Murphy. That guy's yep. a genius. Guy's an absolute genius. Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis of boobs. Oh, smoking. <laughs> smoking. Definitely. Well, so we, we already yep. got mine. So we're gonna go back now to Scotty. Do you want to do cult classic or do you want to do drama? Yep. Do cult classic. And here's I had a problem. I asked you what what the hell is a cult classic? Hold on. I asked you what's a cult classic. You told me. I googled it. I read it. And I still have no clue, like, really how I'm supposed to come up with a good one. I have a few. I just – can you help me cult, explain? Cult classic is like uh, – I, I, He gave th- me some th- examples. They're popular movies, but they have a particular following. 
So yeah. um, the directors, for example, Oliver Stone, um, Stanley Kubrick, Tarantino. Tarantino, like those are all considered like cult classic films. It's it's they more of it's more movies. of a yeah like that it might not be like a, a box office success but it has like such a devout following for it usually because it did something so different okay I know all right, you guys go first because I have a few I already know okay uh, but I want you to go first because okay. maybe right. I'll I'll come up with a better one okay so so there there are there are quite a few out there actually um, like I said Tarantino is a popular one Oliver Stone those Love guys um, Kubrick too like the, the um, like a good one would be um, uh, Clockwork Orange. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, but I, I got to go in that's more popular. A lot of people seen it. 1994. Um, how, how long? Oh, I, I didn't get the time on sorry, it. Sorry, is it a uh, long one? Yeah, no, but um, Robert Downey Jr. was in it. Robert Downey Jr., 1994. It's going way back for him. This was before he got uh, high on drugs. And stuff? Oliver Stone. It's Oliver Stone. Go, I did. don't know. Wow, I don't know this one. Natural Born Killers. Oh, my God. Awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that Woody Harrelson? <laughs> yep. Woody what? Harrelson. I, I didn't want to give Harrelson because it kind of gives it away. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Robbie Downey. No, Robbie. but he's in it. He is in it. Yes, movie. he is. So oh, I didn't even know so, that. Yeah, so it's, it's Juliette Lewis and Woody yes. Harrelson are basically the yep, psychomaniacs. Yep. yep, Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis are Mickey and Mallory Knox. Yep. Um, Tom, Tom Sizemore was the detective. Uh, Jack Scagnetti, who's obsessed with, with tracking them down, and he's yep. kind of a nut job loser. Um, Ronnie Dangerfield was in this as well. Oh, because he, he plays um, Mallory's father yeah. who was beating on her and raping her and all that stuff. Um, he still drops that line. I don't get any respect. Like, she had hair and armpits. Remember that, too? Oh, yeah. It's kind of gross. There's one uh, scene she puts her hair. Did, it's kind of gross. And they did cool scenes in that with like, I don't know, it was different. Man. Yep. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lee Jones was in this as well. He was the uh, warden. Yep. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. was the reporter, Wayne Gale. Shit, I don't even remember that. So in the prison, what I loved it was in the prison. He was doing, he was trying to get the scoop on Mickey Knox. Yeah. Um, like, you know, um, he was the one who kind of started the prison riots because they were showing the 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 interview on the TVs in the yep. prison, and that's when Mickey's like, "Shit, man, I'm a natural born killer," and that's when the whole thing just blows up. No kidding. And he was Robert Downey Jr. was so good as the pompous. Kind of ask because even mm. as Iron Man, he's kind of a pompous. Of course, it's kind of pompous, his it's kind of his personality. Thing. Yeah, and he he was he was just so good because he's like this cocky. All he cares about is a story. Mm. And it, what's so funny is that so during this riots, like he's helping them escape <laughs> during the riot. No and he's it's he was so clever. He's like, there's a scene where one of the the, the security guards is trying to stop him. He's like, stop! I'm I'm Wayne Gale. Press press! Don't shoot me! And he just pulls out a gun and shoots the guy. Awesome! And I'm like, this this is just just like maniac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh my god! I see. I feel so alive no kidding. and it was just it's one of those movies that um to watch it now it's still different it's, breed it's, man it, 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 it edgy you're, you're not gonna see a movie like this again no and that's the thing like they're in the um they're Julia in the Lewis desert was fantastic it, in that they're series. in the desert too uh with the indian guy who's see, talking about how their soul so is all and uh they're tripping <laughs> they're yeah, tripping. Yeah. I think they He's visualize tripping. the trip yeah they well. visualize the trip mm. and that's the thing the cinematography in that awesome. movie different and, and the, the the things that they do um, always leaving one alive to tell the tale. Yep, yep. So he's in the pharmacy. Twisted, dude. And I was like, they're, they're in the pharmacy, and he's like, it was only the one clerk. And he's like, I'm the only one alive. He's like, but if I don't shoot you, there's nobody to tell a story yeah. to. <laughs> so that's, that's so awesome. it's just, yeah, it's just one of those movies that... Um, that was a wild movie. Yeah. And, and, mom and, wouldn't want you watching Yeah, that. and I was the perfect age at that time, 2001. I was like 21. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. So I was like, oh, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. 22, yeah. So, yep, that's my uh, cult classic. Killers. Do you want to go yet, or do you want me to go? go. Yeah, okay. This is this one's okay. So I got to kind of if I'm going to give hints on this, I being a fan of film. Let me just first state that this is the oldest movie on my list. I'm not going to give you the title yet, but I want to talk about the state of film 
or movies as it was back when this was made. Which was? Uh, this was uh, 1939. I believe this. All right, check this out. I already know what it is. Well, you know no, what I'm it just is. Kidding, I don't. Okay, check this out. <laughs> the budget of the movie back then was $2.8 million. Okay. Wow. In theaters, it made, in U.S. and Canada, just over $3 million. How the hell? Wait, wait, wait. Check this out. I don't even think millions existed it was in the 30s. with the... Other costs, for, like including distribution and whatnot, it cost them another. Uh, with the other cost included, basically with the three million dollars that it made, it recorded a one point one million dollar loss for a film. Uh, which which what year did you say? Uh, Thirty nine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't guess it yet, because then in nineteen fifty nine, it was re released actually in nineteen forty nine. First, it made another one point five million in nineteen forty nine, which is about roughly about fifteen million dollars today. Then, in 1959, CBS aired it on broadcast television, opening it up to a wider audience, and now the movie took off, and it's an annual tradition that they show every year. Oh, my God. I think I know what this is, dude. Do you have a, it's is based this on a, a Christmas book? story? Nope. No. Good no. guess, though. That is good. Shit. But, no, it's close to it, though. But you, wait, you still, wait. Yeah, so you're saying this, this is, is based on a book. This is played annually? Annually. TBS, I believe, owns it now instead of CBS. Uh, but. You know, until you said that, I wanted to say Chinatown, but nope. that's not it. Uh, it's a movie called The Wonderful Wizard of uh, Oz. Oh, my oh, God! God! How did I not guess that? Yeah, that's so, What is wrong with <laughs> We call that? ourselves film buffs. Oh <laughs> it's really the only good movie from 1930. Think about that, that, though. Think about that. That's crazy. That's, that's what the Because that was originally a play, probably, right? It was or a book. book. It was a, a, book, book. a book. And they, they changed the book a little bit to make the movie. And just, like, think about that. Back in 39, so one of the most... Um, classic scenes to me is the scene when the tornado is happening and you see the house spinning and it crashes. You know how they filmed that? Uh. They filmed it on a soundstage holding it up and they spun it and sh- uh, shot the, the house falling toward the ground and then they just reversed it to make it look like it was crashing on top no of the shit. camera. So they, they, they did for, for 39, the special effects that they did for 1939. Think yeah. about that. That's, that's almost 80 years ago. That is freaking nuts. That's almost 80 years ago. That's what people are going to be saying about the original Star Wars trilogy in 80 years. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like but think uh, about the, the way, like 1939, they were able to shoot in color. That was like their big thing. It's shot in color. Yeah. that's You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is in, in 39. So it's, that's, I mean, and then look, every, every kid today knows what the Wizard of Oz is. You were talking earlier about Superman, and I didn't want to give away because you were talking about dressing up with your pajamas with the, the, the red boxers. I was so into, I thought the Scarecrow was the greatest character in the world. My sister loved Dorothy. I used to take crumpled up newspapers and put it in my shirt and pretend it was straw. <laughs> so you really like the Scarecrow Dude, that much? The Scarecrow much? was my favorite because he was, he he was, was very dumb. Uh, yeah. He didn't have a brain. Yeah, the total, <laughs> opposite of, to make sense. To, total opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> no, clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, but awesome. just, that, so that's, that's my cult classic. I don't know if, if you have anything that you want to add, Scotty, on yours or... Well, this is what I've been waiting for. Um, this, you want to talk? So this is your cult, cult classic. classic? My oh shoot, no, sorry. <laughs> Duh, that's my uh, drama. My cult classic. I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, I thought about Pulp Fiction, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I I like Reservoir Dogs a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a movie that is on my DVR, which I don't have DVDs because I just hate putting them in. Right. <laughs> I'm wicked, wicked lazy. So I have like a DVR full of like my best stuff, like Denzel Washington movie, blah blah blah, and. That one always stays there. Um, Reservoir Dogs, acting obviously. You got everybody in there. You got um, from Bruce, Bruce Shemi to that dude that 
forget his name, but he's the one who gets shot. Mm-hmm. One of the best scenes I've ever seen of someone getting shot. He gets shot in the stomach, and he is just in agonizing pain to the point where you actually think he like stabbed himself in the stomach for that scene. It was awesome, but just the whole um, the whole take on it, the way it went, the mob, the it's Tarantino, and so I love Tarantino, but. I guess that would be my favorite, just the way that they did things, the way that, you know, they robbed the bank. They go, obviously, the scenes are back to front. How crazy Michael Madsen is in that movie. Um, the He's such a sick fucking maniac where he actually, like, he tells the guy, I don't care if you know information. It's a cop. I don't care if you know information or not. I'm going to torture you anyway. And his plan was to cut him all up, cuts his ear off, yep. slices him up. Then he douses him in gasoline while the guy is just praying for his life. I have a little girl, and he literally whips, th- and you can tell Michael Madsen's so serious. He just he whips the gasoline bottle, and he's like, "Are you done?" Are you? And I'm like, "This guy's a fucking savage." And then he's about to freaking light him on fire, and then he gets shot by the dude that's been on the ground the whole time. That's that's one of my, uh, I, I guess that'd be my cult classic. That is that is pretty cool. Um, there was I, I couldn't find it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a tell in one of them where. You find out who the the mole is right away in the movie that they 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 actually give you a big clue as to who it is. Whoa! I and I can't remember. I'm trying to look. Well, it that's up right the one now. where there's a rat, and the rat is the the the, the movie. Obviously, is there's a, a the first scene is them all at a a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and it's a big big like 15 minute dialogue about how they don't they don't like to tip, and some likes to tip, and some doesn't. And it's fantastic, typical Tarantino. Go with it. And Tarantino is actually one of the mobsters. I don't, I don't know about if they give that away because they do. I think it's. Oh, I can't remember. I, I saw it and I remember. Um, who with it? Because because the rat was the cop, who you find out is a cop after. Is he the one that said? Oh, he does he say something in the diner that rats out somebody else? Or there's like a tell. I, I can't remember, but it's something like that where he thinks on somebody oh, else. Oh, um, I think he actually says Mr. Blonde didn't tip or something so like that. So that's <laughs> that, and that's that's, that's the, 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 the rat. rat. Wow, you're right. It's not Mr. Blonde, but it's Mr. Uh, Mr. Pink. Yeah, yeah. He goes, Mr. Pink. Oh, no, because uh, the guy comes over, which is the head guy, and he's like, hey, who didn't throw in? And he, which I'm bad right now. I'm forgetting that yeah, yeah. the characters' names. But yeah, yeah. names. And he goes, the cop goes, oh, Mr. Pink. And rats are right there. I didn't even and then know. That, that's the tell. That's, that's the, the rat the whole time. Yeah. It was like right in front of your and face. You, and you find out he's a rat in the middle, but still, yeah. you don't know till like, yeah. Yeah, so that that's... So that's kind of oh, cool. Shit, so that's, that's, that's a good cult classic. I, I love Reservoir Dogs. Stuck yeah. in the middle with you, Steelers Wheel. Yeah. Uh, that song, every time I hear that song, it just makes me think of that scene. Yeah, it's, oh, it was awesome, dude. So, and, you know, since since uh, you you waited to give your cult, we're going to go right into your drama yeah. now. So, you ready? And you were waiting for this. So. You ready? I'm putting the gloves on. Now this, I'm going to say the movie and you're going to go, it's like that. You're going to be like, oh, and I say the movie and you're like, what? That? Okay, I'm, pr- I'm prepared for that. Some people, you guys, both of you, I would say probably haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie you think anybody would like. I'll, I'll give you this. Ready? Tom Cruise. And we're going back. I'm going to start naming the people in it. Okay. It is a freaking classic, though. Tom Cruise. Demi Moore. Jack Nicholson. Oh, oh man. Okay. You. Uh, uh, is it t- not? not uh, oh, oh. Um. You can't handle Head of the truth. The truth. Few yeah, good yeah. men. Thank you. I was, oh, I, I was, I was saying men. Top Gun, but that's not yeah. Top Gun. It's a few, few good men. men. Let me just say something here, dude. I have watched this movie in the past five years more than any movie on the planet. I watch it every time I come home drunk with my Wendy's. 
it is, and I'll sit there on my phone, play on my phone. I've never analyzed a movie more than this film. This is, for people who don't know, because they probably don't, it's a law movie. It's big on law. If you care about law, it's about law. I don't give a fuck about law. But the acting and the script in this movie, it's like the director, whoever wrote this movie, gave all these, by the way, unbelievable actors in this, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Bacon's in it as yeah. well. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like they gave him this script. They said, go home in the weekend, read this script. And every single person who read it fell in love with it. Because when they are, it's it's the toughest script to know. Because I've read I've read some of the script, and it is so hard to, to I to even remember to do. I'm gonna give you a, a a quote I have here because this is a quote from now. This is the movie where he goes, "You can't handle the truth," which is one of the best scenes mm -hmm. I've ever seen. It's one of the most iconic lines in movies. Absolutely, yep. and the reason it is because this movie is so real. And it's, I'll give you a really quick summary of this movie. All it is is. Two guys from the Mar from the Marines um, went to give this guy a, a code red, which you'll find out in the movie. Is they just kind of like he's a shitty Marine and he ratted on a platoon member. So they went over like, oh, this is, what, this is how they handle it in there. They go and they beat him up. They hit him with bars of soap. You know how that is. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? What that happened was they stuffed a rag down his throat. This is at the very beginning. This is the first fucking scene, and it's just really quick. You don't know what's going on, and stuffs a rag down his throat. Kid ends up dying. And so these two Marines are on trial for their life. And the law part of it, the act, Tom Cruise, which I can't stand in real life. What a psycho. What an amazing performance this dude put in. He was so passionate about everybody. It was just So anyway, you first meet Jack Nicholson. Now, I have to swear in this one because it's in the script. You first meet Jack Nicholson, and they go there because this guy was the guy who said, oh, we didn't do a cold red. I don't know what happened. He's trying to, like, throw his platoon yeah, these guys get murdered I don't know I didn't tell them to do anything but you find out he actually did so Demi Moore is like a hard ass she's with Tom Cruise and she goes up there and they go they fly all the way to Guantanamo uh, fly all the way to Guantanamo Bay Cuba that's where the, the uh, naval base is you meet Jack Nicholson for the first time pretty much they sit down with him him and Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is like listen that's all I just need a report you know that's all I need okay we'll get out of here and Demi Moore is like no I have more questions she feels like something's up Jack Nicholson, this is when he's in his prime, dude. He ain't an old man. He's like, he looks like he's 50. This guy looks like a badass. And um, she's checking him big time. And she goes, I need an answer on that now. And they're going back and forth. And he goes, one of my favorite scenes. I'm going to read it. All right. I'm going to read it just like he says it. And he goes, he gets wicked pissed. He goes, take caution in your tone, commander. I'm a fair guy, but this fucking heat is making me absolutely crazy. You want to know about Code Reds? On the record, I tell you I discouraged the practice in accordance with the NIS directive. Off the record, I tell you that's an invaluable close, an invaluable part of close infantry training. If it happens to go on without my knowledge, so be it. I run my unit how I run my unit. You want to investigate me? Roll the dice and take your chances. I eat breakfast 300 yards from 4,000 Cubans who are trained to kill me, so don't think for one second that you can come down here, flash a badge, Make me nervous. And he sticks the fucking cigar in his mouth. And I'm just like, wow, dude. Badass. It's, now, I read <laughs> that one part. Just to, to remember that, the only thing he changed was he said, I run my unit how I run my unit. It said in the script, I run my base how I run my base. So that's the only words he changed. Like just, just to, And that's what the whole movie is, just crazy amounts of dialogue that's not like Tarantino. It's not off script. It's all scripted. It, and it's, it's so perfect. And I just was so astonished at how they remembered all these fucking lines. And it's just incredible. A few good men, if you have a chance to watch this movie, 
you know, I don't care about law at all. It's it's in, it's insane. And then they uh, just that's all I want to say. Yeah, no, it's a great great pick. It's great got everything. Pick. KB. Uh, when we start talking about actors and good performances, mm. it just throws it just throws a monkey wrench into like because dramas are always tough with this. It's in yeah, and because I have two in mind, can I do two? Yes, all right. I will mention. All right, so I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was your turn. <laughs> well, I I usually well, cheat. I, I, no, I, cheat. I cheat and, and I, I said two for I said two for everyone. So my first one, and this this actually was not it's not known as a great movie. But what it was, it was a play before it was a movie. Mm-hmm. It's back in 1984. It's called Glengarry Glen Ross. No clue. Okay. So it's a story about um, these real estate salesmen. And basically, it's this office called Mitch and Murray it's, um, Real Estate. And cast in this movie, phenomenal cast. We are talking um, Kevin Spacey. Love him. Al Pacino. Love him. Alan Arkin. I know who that is, but I can't picture Ed him. Harris. Ed Harris, beast. Yep, Ed Harris. Um, I'm trying to think of the other person. Oh, and Alec, Alex Ball, um, Alex Alec Baldwin. Ha- Alan, yeah, he has Baldwin has the most amazing scene you'll ever see acting ever. Sick. This movie is a lot of acting schools use this movie to teach people how to. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It, so, so the story was from a play, so the movie's not fantastic. Right. But the quotes in this movie, Script, yeah. the acting, the way you get these six—it's it's only these six guys. In the What's whole the name movie. of this movie? Glen Gary Glen Ross is back okay. in the '80s. Um, so basically it's the sales office, um, that this real estate office, they're falling apart. They can't get new sales and there's something called the Glengarry leads. So they're leads to prospects who will buy land, mm-hmm. Glengarry, Glengarry lands. Glen Ross is like the old leads where they sold the customers before. So all these salesmen, uh, Kevin Spacey's the office manager. He's a hard ass. Um, and all these salesmen, they're trying to sell off the old leads that are dead. Because they've used these leads so many times. So they keep getting them back. And they're all frustrated. Uh, Jack Lemmon's phenomenal. Um, Pacino, phenomenal. Um, and so in this, they have a um, they have like a sales competition, mm. right? And Alec Baldwin is... I can't believe Pacino was in this. I never heard of Yeah, and, Al- and Alec Baldwin is like the hotshot salesman mm. that they call in. Mm-hmm. And they call, <laughs> they call him in. And he was just like the most badass... Badass. Like Jack Lemon's going to get a cup of coffee. He goes, what are you doing? Put the coffee down. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> like, and it's just like, then he's like, um, another thing, he's like, we're having a prize. <laughs> we're having a contest this week. First prize is a Cadillac. Second prize is a steak, set of steak knives. You know what third prize is? Third prize is you're fired. I like it. Like, it's just, every all these quotes from this movie yeah. are just vintage, phenomenal. Like, just... If you just YouTube, maybe we'll post it, the Baldwin scene, because he has one scene in the movie, and his scene, because his job is to interact with all these loser salespeople, mm. and just be like, you're, you're a freaking loser. It kind of reminds me of Boiler yeah. Room, when Ben Affleck well, goes Well, no, it's based on, that's, Boiler Room takes a lot from this see, movie. We, what you're saying, yes. I'm thinking of yes. Boiler Room. Because uh, when, when um, Nikki Kate is talking to um, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, yeah, yeah. Right? he's yep. like, remember, remember going Gary Gamaras? He's like, yeah, ABC, always be closing. So yep. that's what that's, that's one like, of the things Baldwin does. He's like A B C, always no be shit. closing. They get they, always be closing. They definitely rob yep. stuff from that. Then. Yeah, it definitely. Um, and and in in um boiler room in boiler room, they're watching when they're all sitting there in in, in uh Aflac's house. Yep. And that he's got the TV. They're watching they're, that they're movie. Watching Glen Glen Ross. That's the movie. Yeah, all they're right. watching Glen Gary Glen Ross. Get out of here. Because because huh? Glen Gary Glen Ross and Wall Street were the two big movies Wall in, Street, in yeah. that movie that yeah. they were looking up to. 
But so this movie is just um, it's just phenomenal. And, and Kevin Spacey's a, a total, total dick. But the acting is just unbelievable. And the Baldwin scene, um, the whole uh, like he's talking to Ed Harris and he's like, you know who you are? Like you drove a Hyundai to work. I drove a ninety thousand dollar BMW. That's who I am. No shit. Good father. Fuck you. <laughs> nice guy. I don't give a shit. Go home and play with your kids. I love like, it. It's just, yeah, it's just. I can't believe I never heard of that, dude. Because a lot of people haven't. It, it's probably kind of a cult movie. It didn't do well because it was um, but play a play try to... and they tried to make it a movie. But as far as the performances go, like I said, they, they actually use it at schools. See, I care about acting um, like more than anything. I so seen I would, Kevin Spacey on one of those sitting down with the, um, you know, they do the casting couch or whatever. Oh, yeah. And they, they, it was at like a school and the, the kids, one of the kids the is like, the name of that thing. one of the kids is like, can you tell me to go to lunch? Because in the movie, he's he's pissed off one of the guys. He's like, go to lunch. Would you please go to lunch? <laughs> so it's just, Inside the actor's studio. Yeah, that's inside the actor's studio. That's what I'm talking yes. about. So yeah, so that that would be my honorable mention. But my actual favorite drama, um, 1987, Stanley Kubrick. What the hell Stanley? Was that a uh, Vietnam movie? Okay. Um, Matthew Modine, Adam Baldwin, Vince D'Onofrio. This, is, this was a big one for Vince, Dino- Vince D'Onofrio. And R. Lee Emery. You might, I don't know if you know who he is. But he plays a sergeant in a lot of movies. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, that's the, okay. That, I I can only think of that one scene yep. with the where he's yelling at the, the <laughs> fat kid. Yeah, and that's Vincent D'Onofrio. That's him. And D'Onofrio's right. the fat kid. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that he was gets the, like crazy. In that yeah, movie. yeah. Like his. If you look at D'Onofrio going AWOL and crazy because he's a slow, you know, he's a dis- he's got mentally like a disabled issue. With, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, this this movie really shows. It's a very good depiction of everything that was going on. In Vietnam. Yep. And being a Marine in, 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 in that in time. That, in that yep. time. And so th- the boot camp was just one thing. Um, you know, the whole, this is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for fighting. Yep. This is for fun. And they all grabbing their crotches yep. and um, beating on Tenafrio with the soap. Yep. So yep. he kept getting them in trouble. Yep. So all the, the whole platoon's like beating. And he doesn't like, understand, yeah. like, what's going on. Yeah. Um, and they, they were calling him Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Lee Emery as as the sergeant. He's like talking to uh, he's talking to Joker. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's yeah. freaking nuts. He's like, you come from Texas? Only stairs and queers come from Texas. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. are you a pilot? I didn't think they. How tall are you? Five foot ten. I didn't think they stack shit that high. Yeah, like yeah. classic so, r- ridiculous stuff. And then um, you know when they get to Nam, and uh, the me love you long time the, the whole uh, yeah the the whole Vietnamese hooker thing mm-hmm. um because that's that's a famous kind of scene from that movie that yep. people have quoted ripped off family guy i'm ripped was ripped that off like so many things ripped that off um and joker has he has the peace symbol on his helmet yeah see this has been a long time for me i yeah. haven't seen this but the peace like... symbol on his helmet and born to kill <laughs> yeah. so he's trying to make a statement when he's because he's like a news reporter but then he has to go out and fight in them um, mm. um and then the the um towards the end of the movie it's like uh there's a girl with a sniper rifle and like they're they're pinned down it's a good good portion of the end of the movie and when they find her, they find it's a little girl. And they're like, you know, it's like a 12-year-old little girl, a 13, whatever she is. And she's like, just kill me, you know. Um, and then the way that movie ends, they're walking away from her. And they all start singing, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Like, See, I didn't even, I didn't even yeah. get it. I don't think I even finished that movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Like, they are so up here that yeah. all they can do is think of singing so Mickey conditioned, Mouse. yeah. Like, that's the only way they're breaking their insanity. Um, so that movie... You, it sounds like you haven't checked out all the Kubrick films. No, probably yeah, not. Yeah. Um, I'm not good with director's names. Either, so like Clockwork Orange is another one. Nope. Yep. Th- those two I would definitely check out. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, he's got some really that good ones, That one's definitely trippy, too. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that one's a trip out, tripped out movie. I was going to do that for a Halloween costume one year. There you go. Maybe this year. 
<laughs> All right. So, Jay Free, what's yours? Okay. Well, this is the one that, and it's kind of funny that, uh, Scotty, you mentioned a few good men. You said you're not really into law type stuff. I would put money up that neither of you guys have seen this flick. Uh, came out in 1957. Oh, shit, I haven't seen it. Henry Fonda <laughs> was the <laughs> Was that Jane Fonda's fucking grandfather? Like, <laughs> where, where, did, where did you... Well, okay, Wizard of Oz makes sense, but, but yeah. This, okay, so I'll, I'll full disclosure, I actually read... Remember when you were in school back like in like fifth or sixth grade and you, you were like in like an English class... Like something like have, a Mouse of Men or something. Well, no, 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 that's a good flick too. But, um, <laughs> I didn't even know there was of mice Of Mice and Men, <laughs> mice great and movie. Men. Gary Sinise yeah. is in it. Fantastic. <laughs> and Malkovich, too. Awesome. Um, but no, like when you have like those plays and each one of you would take a part and you'd have to read it and it would say whatever that line is. Yeah. I, I'm I'm, you know, King Lear and I'm Romeo. A little and impromptu, I'm a little impromptu uh, play in class. Wait, right. When did yeah. this come out? This came out in 57. 57. 57. But it's a, it's a great flick. It's a great flick. It's is it is it well known when you say it? It might be. I don't know. Oh, maybe not. Okay, so I'll, I'll I got give, grease on my hand. No, 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 no. Right. I'll give you. I'll give you. It's basically about an eighteen-year-old. The, the, the background is an eighteen-year-old boy from the slums is accused of stabbing his father to death. Oh. And basically, the whole flick, the whole movie, pretty much takes place in one room. The entire ninety-six minutes takes place in one setting, a jury room. The film is called Twelve Angry Men. It's shot in black and white, and basically. Everybody comes in. It's a hot summer day. They, there's no AC. They got the fan on. It's like, I forget how hot, how hot it is, but everybody's got something to do. So they're all like, yeah, the kid's guilty. Of the 12 jurors, 11 vote guilty. If this kid is found guilty, he gets the death penalty. There's one guy that says, I think there might be some reasonable doubt because not all the story makes sense. Everybody else hates that one guy because they're like, you're, you're holding us up from doing what we want to do and getting out of here. Yep. And he, one by one, convinces him that, convinces the other jurors that, yeah, there is reasonable doubt. All the testimony from the other witnesses don't necessarily make sense. The fact that, you know, oh, the the, the police or, or evidence say that this blade that was used that was found in the father's body was, you know, unique and rare. The juror pulls out a very similar similar one and puts both of them on the table. Tell them apart. That's reasonable doubt. So you're ready to send this kid to, to the electric chair to, for the death penalty, and you don't even want to give the kid the benefit of the doubt just because you think he's a scumbag. Is there a twist at the end of this? No. All right. It's just the dude, the one dude convincing 11 other people that they're, this kid might not be 100% oh, guilty. Shit. So why send this kid to death? I like that it's all in one room in the dude, jury room. I it's all that. in the jury room, and it's, it's shot in black and white. So it's it can be, you know, if, uh, if you're, if you want like, you know, tons of like, Crazy drama. There's so many good things. Like the, one of my favorite scenes is there's one guy that's super, it's like a super bigot. He's like, ah, that kid is scum. I know a bunch of kids like that. And come to find out as they're getting to know each other, his own son kind of disowned him. So that's, he's, he's projecting onto this oh, kid. Man. And he's deep. like, but he's like, what about the witness that heard, you know, the, the, the son yell at the father, I'll kill you. Nobody just says that unless they mean it. And then later on throughout the movie, the one juror that's trying to convince everybody goes up and starts making fun of him saying, yeah, you're a bigot, no wonder, yada, yada, yada. And the guy's like, you know what? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. He goes, you don't really want to kill me now, do you? And that's when the light goes off in that juror's head. Like, yeah, the kid might have said that. And he might have said it in the heat, but he didn't really. So it's like getting to the depths of each person's soul and right. why they make certain decisions. Right. Or why. Way. Yeah. They, they think this kid is guilty. Why? It's based on why? their own perspective. Of, right. Of them. So and yeah. it's just like, OK. And you don't realize like the, just it's just the life of one other person is in the hands of these people. And they're just because they want to just get out and they just automatically like, yeah, he's he's a no good kid. He's from the slums. He's a punk. He's obviously guilty. And it's just they're they're ready to, to rake him across the coals, except for one guy that's like, Let's look at this logically, and it's all in the jury room, 
and it's just that's awesome. It's dude. it's a really good. I play. like that it's all in one room. Yeah. I think that would keep my attention. I yeah, like that. it's it's definitely worth a check out. It was actually nominated. I want to say like in two thousand seven for like a preservation award, so they can't. Nice. You know, but it's you know I read it was written. Uh, I can't remember the writer's name, but uh, Fonda helped produce it, and uh, yeah, so they turned it into one of those like readable plays that you do in school when you're like in sixth grade or seventh grade and it's like i i was so into it like the whole like um just the the psychology of it like this one dude against 11 other guys that say he's guilty and and by any other means you know and especially kind of where we live too if you hear about like oh some kid you know is on trial for stabbing and whatnot and you're like you don't realize the ramifications that your your actions, your beliefs on like how the Reflect, information is, yeah. you know, I was on, I was on a jury actually a couple of years, like a year and a half ago. And, you know, it was one of those things. And I, I got really upset because it was a uh, child molestation case. And that like, so you actually had to see it through. Yeah. Cause you usually get settled. Yeah. Nope. It, the kid went to, to, to court and it was a, you know, high school kid, whatever. I'm not going to give too many like names or whatever, but, you know, and Why, the kids already in jail. Yeah, I don't remember his name though. Is what I'm saying. I'm, try, I'm just trying to cover. <laughs> no, we, we, we found him. I don't remember. We found him not guilty, and, and it's just like you know. How'd you feel about that? I so here's the thing. This is this is the thing. I, I want. I'd like to hear this. I think he could be guilty. Like I don't know the guy, but but you're going based the on the evidence. evidence that they gave. There wasn't enough to convict him and i'm like why would we send like if the evidence wasn't as clear cut to send this kid to prison or whatever i all right this is interesting that you bring this up because i thought i think of myself in this situation a lot i don't like our judicial system no um i'm not saying i have a way to fix it but part of the problem is like oj like look at that shit Mm -hmm. he basically did everything except record himself do it and (laughs) you know that's just a a, you know and then we get the opposite side rodney king (laughs) wow no, they, that's yeah. where that's where race yep. card is huge. Yeah. That was fucked up. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that. Yep. Jesus, um, I won't put that one on your on your curse count. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that, that one, that one's yeah. a legitimate. Uh, that I'll still I still watch that, and I get like I, you out of mind. Anyway, um, you're I I feel like I have good instincts when it comes to people, uh, not first impressions, but even just once you hear from. If I felt like if I my instinct was like I know this kid did it. I know the evidence isn't here. I know we did it. Would that sway you in any way to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to choose guilty? Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, and, and we'll we'll talk off air because there was a lot of other things that came into play and it, it would take like a little while yep. to explain. But I think the kid, the guy, the guy that was being accused might have, could have. I wouldn't say he might have, but like, you know, he's he's kind of like. Definitely could have, okay. He looked kind of like, kind of punkish. You know what I mean? But it's like, I can't. You can, ne- no, no, I don't mean that. I mean like something's telling you like this no, kid. No, no. All right. No. So you so, kind of had to go by your yeah, the evidence. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, I couldn't get a read on the kid. Um, <laughs> they fucking poke a face in there. Yeah, right. No, but it was like, <laughs> it was one of those things. And it's like, you know, there wasn't enough evidence, you know, to say, okay, I definitely think this guy is guilty. Like, you can't. What what was it in real real quick? What what was it? He, he was how old? Like seventeen uh, or something? No, he was he was like um, I want to say he was probably like mid twenties, early twenties. Oh, oh, and it was his stepson or his his girlfriend's son that was sleeping at his house. Oh, and it was a yeah. whole thing. And I'm like, that's tough because you got your own you got your own like like me right right away. I'd be just already want to kill this kid. Right. Oh yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off air. But let's let's go back to the film thing. Any final um, like, thoughts? I I have a quick idea. Go for it. So we've had so much fun with this. Yeah. One random film off the top of your head. Talk about it a little Dude, bit. Dude, that's awesome. Go on, baby. Go on. <laughs> I actually had the same yeah, idea. Yeah, So we can start with the guest. I wanted to just start say, Scotty. that's a great way to end this, is just say, how about this? Like, one movie you should go see if you haven't seen it is Gone, Baby, Gone. Yeah. Wow. 
This is a knock your socks off film. It is actually hits home because it's in Boston. Mm -hmm. um, and you could tell right from the beginning, it's Dorchester area. And you're just like, man, it hits home. The music, the movie score was fantastic. This was Ben Affleck's brother who gave the best performance he's ever given in any movie. I don't care what you say, what you say where he's been in. He nailed it and with his subtlety. He was a very – and Ed Harris is in this. Yeah. Ed Harris has a scene. This is about a, a, a little girl who gets taken. And they got to hire these private investigators, which is Casey Affleck and his girl at the time. You know who it is. She's in a million movies. I just can't think of her name. It doesn't matter. She's irrelevant. Casey Affleck was the shit in this movie. Morgan Freeman is actually the head of chief of police in this. And Ed Harris is a dirty cop, which, damn it, kind of gave that away a little bit. But doesn't ruin it for you. But he is um, – actually, that totally ruins the movie. <laughs> Uh, when I say dirty cop, I just mean that he had... He, he, had, he needs to wash. He, yeah, he, yeah. he, he yeah. fell in a puddle. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> but uh, he has a scene in the movie where he just nails it, and he's talking to Casey Affleck, and he's like, he's drinking whiskey, and this is after they found out the girl might have died. Is uh, He's like, you know, I planted evidence on a guy once. And he goes, I went in the house, and I went into this kid's room, and it was the father, the kid, and the, and the mother. And this kid... This room was dis. I mean, this house was disgusting. I mean, rats, shit everywhere. The kid's room, spotless. And this kid's hanging on to his PlayStation for dear life, and he just wants somebody to tell him he's doing a good job. So I planted evidence on this guy, sent him on a ride, seven and nine. And KCFX, like, and that was the right thing to do. And this is where he flips out. He goes, fucking A. He goes, you hit a child? You molest a child? Then you better run if you see me coming. Oh fuck! I just butchered it, but it's just, just awesome, awesome movie. A few good men. All I should have said was go see this movie yeah. instead of ruining it. Go, I mean, a few good men. Jesus Christ! Go on, baby, go on. See, KB, you throw this little monkey wrench <laughs> and thing, like just off the top of your head. And yeah, but but this, I just butchered that but, entire set. But this set. is um, but this is um, you know, there's a few times you've dropped some surprises on me, so I was trying to yeah, get no, it, that's get good. Leave it. That's great. Um, I'm a huge hip hop junkie. All right. I love rap music. Man. Like, like I, I, grew, I grew like up good rap, right? Not the like shit legend, legendary there. shit. Thank you. Like Tupac, I, Piggy. I, um, I grew up in the golden age, man. So like I was like 12 when the chronic came out. Okay. So, you know what I mean? I grew up in yeah. that, that era. Yeah. Um, you know, you can talk to me about hip hop, anything from, you know, sugar Hill gang all the way up to, you know, probably 2010. After that, I kind of like fell off a yeah. little bit. You know, I'm still listening to my stuff, you yeah. know, after not a lot of good cent, stuff. it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, anyway, Straight out of Compton. Oh, it was awesome. I, I love Straight Out of Compton. Good movie. And if, even if you don't like rap, it teaches yes, you about it, NWA big it, time. And it, it teaches you about that generation and that time. Um, the casting is excellent. They, they, they casted those those guys look almost identical. You know why? Uh, by the way, now you know Ice. They Cube's, produced. They produced that too. Like they were, Dre produced. They're on the set every day. Yep. So NWA was there. Obviously not. Easy's wife produced it too. She and, was involved too. Do you know? Okay, so you know Ice Cube, the dude who played Ice Cube. Yeah, you know who that yeah, was. Yeah, that's right? his son. That's his son. Yep. And do you know that the dude who played Eze is not Eze's son because they were very particular and he tried out for it and yeah. they said no, and they chose that kid who did a great job. Yeah. But but um, Ice Cube's son, they said, listen, you you're not just given this role, like yeah. you got. And he nailed he it nailed it to it, a T. The the kid that played Dr. Dre too, he was good looked too. Perfect. Yep, like, they good. they look perfect. They played the parts, and you got to see the whole story. You yeah, know, it taught you about um, NWA was fantastic. Really cool stuff. The Death Row record thing, like Death Row Records, was really huge at that time. Yep. Um, you know, the Chronic. That was when I got into hip hop. Yep. Like they, they, they did something ridiculous, like three hundred million in sales. Yeah. In like a few years. That like album it was, was outrageous. Yeah, though, that song. yeah, Doggy Style yep. and All Eyes on Me, and then Murder Was the Case. Like had yep. all these great, great albums, like six of them, like back to back. To by back the way, you're, you're a rap joint. You know what they're coming out with, right? Like very soon. What's that? 
It's called All Eyes on Me. Really? It's Tupac. And dude, you want to talk about this kid looks like Tupac? Yeah. I don't know where they dug this kid up from. Tupac's been horribly casted in rap movies. Yep. Like, wait till you see this. this, this wait one, till you see this trailer. The, the Biggie movie, same thing. He wasn't casted nope. very well. Wait till you see oh, the trailer. Yeah, oh, that's going to be God. phenomenal. It, it, it shows flashes, and you're like, holy shit, is that Tupac? I, I was also surprised at how long this movie was. Yeah, it was like over two hours. And, and there's yeah. an, and when, if you watch it on Blu-ray, it's an extra like 30 minutes. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I just picked the time well, and it's a great drama. It is. It's great to see it, um, and it's just one of those movies that... Um, the whole AIDS thing with Easy E. Yep. Remember AIDS back then was you know there was no cure, so, yeah. not cure. There's still no cure, but there was no not even treatment. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you new. had it was a death sentence it back then. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other thing is Paul Giamatti in that. Yeah. Jerry Heller. Jerry Heller. Yeah. Yep. Like he was phenomenal. He was good. He was phenomenal. It's a good movie, even if you don't like rap or care yep. about rap. It teaches you about the origin of hip hop. Yep. Yeah. And it's just a good drama. It's it a good is. story. It really was. Yep. So yeah. So that was mine. Look at Jeffrey. Okay. He's still looking at me. No, like, you're like, putting me on like the spot. The now, now, I'm to, now I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, <laughs> One movie that people should see that they haven't. I well, I think everybody's seen it. Is the the point I'm trying to make? Right. But to kind of go bring it back to like the the heart of uh, Free Your Geek, I, what I think is probably. One of the greatest, probably the best superhero movie ever made, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yes, unbelievable. Uh, the fact that it's a, it's the middle of the Captain America trilogy mm -hmm. so far, but to introduce the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was basically a, a thriller, um, kind of like a spy versus spy type mm -hmm. of thing. With you know, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but it's it's been out long enough. If you haven't, you should. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Hydra, yeah, Hydra infiltrating Shield and turning like half the agents are actually evil and. Just the whole back and forth and seeing Steve Rogers like acclimate to the new world around him and the Black Widow just being like this badass chick that kicks ass. The action in that movie. Yeah, it was is, great. Is it was insane. Oddly better than some of the other movies. Yeah. How about the fact that they made Captain America a fucking badass? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. When, when Captain America won, he was a nice gentle man. He could, you know, he could kick butt. But this movie, he kicked ass. Right, exactly. I mean, he came out. And they they had him like doing kicks. Mm -hmm. Like they had, and I saw saw like the uh, how they made that. They're, like they wanted to kick more. Yeah, and yeah. they just had him beating the shit out of people. Yeah. It was awesome. The uh, elevator scene. Yes. One of my favorite. Oh Wait, yeah. The thing is, uh, anybody want to get out? Yeah. We're, we're gonna do this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So really doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I love it. And then Sam Sam Jackson like amazing. Yeah. Oh, as uh, and he's uh, as uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, like, great. The, the opening action scenes too. Yeah. On the ship. Oh, yeah, how yeah, they're yeah. having that conversation about she's like, oh, you should, should ask so and so out. <laughs> who turns out to be Aunt May's niece? Am I right? Uh, it's uh, Sharon Carter. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, was yeah. living next door? No, yeah, no, it was, it was his neighbor. It was his neighbor. Yeah. Sharon Carter yeah, was living was next door to him. You know, only thing that bothered me about Captain, not bothered me that they did, that they did wrong, just something that broke my heart. I, that girl was so hot in <laughs> um, <and> Captain <laughs> America one, and he never got to go on that date or have oh, a dance. Oh, Haley Atwell. Yeah, yeah. And that, and I, I'm like, they need to find a way to get him back in time. To bang that girl because she's so hot, yeah. dude. And that, that he, he, he wakes up when she's like ninety. Yeah, I'm like, that <laughs> pissed me how, off. How heartbreaking is that? That he goes to see her and then she she keeps having she like she sees him because she thinks he's dead and then her Alzheimer's kicks in and then she she goes yeah. back in that, time again. I don't like that. And they, I hated that because it made me so sad. Well, that's that was the point though. You need tissues to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those are those are our list. KB, what what's the final swear count here? <laughs> Oh, uh, oh shoot! Final yeah. swear count. Hey, wait, can I guess? I think I only did twelve. You were close, eleven. Who? Not there bad. Go, not bad yeah. at all. That's like one every ten minutes. And, and that's even counting. And you know, some of them I was like thinking it was a couple that was like you were probably saying just for the line of the movie. Right, right, right. So if you take those off, you probably only like, like seven. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. If you listen to my other podcast, right, which right, is whatever. Well, that's, yeah. So we're gonna so let's plug some stuff. So Scotty, 
Whatever Bro Podcast. You can find them on Facebook. You can go to whatever, is it whateverb.com? Yeah, whateverbrofilms.com or whateverb.com. The way I like to tell people is just put in whatever bro to any search engine that you want. You'll come up with, we've been doing this for years, me and my uh, best friend Joe, comedy skits, um, short clips. If you go to my Facebook, Scotty Medeiros, that's where you can find uh, my videos. If you go to Joe Amaral, uh, same thing. You can find our podcast, which is out every Wednesday, the Whatever Bro Podcast. Um, and that's it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, KB, you want to? I know you want to plug. Oh, you know what? I can plug all. I can. You know, you plug all of our stuff. Go anyway. for it. But for um, it. no, I'm not going to plug our stuff. You can plug our stuff. Um, I'm actually going to plug. I'm actually going to plug. Um, the new podcast on Fifty Nine Media, Nerf Gaming. Okay. Um, I was on episode two last week. Um, so if you're into video games, because we don't really cover a lot of video games yeah. in this podcast. So, you know, if you're into video games, definitely check out that podcast. Hosted by, uh, what's it, J- oh, Jordan, Jordan, yep, Jordan, Jordan and Mike. Yep. Yeah. The, what day is that? The guys, um, I think they record on Friday usually. When they drop an episode. I think, I think they drop it right Well, they after. dropped the episode already. Yeah, the episode they dropped that it. I was in. Yeah. So, um, but those <laughs> guys, it, it's honest opinions about gaming. So it gets you away from all the reviews, online reviews and stuff. So it's That's pretty good. That's very cool. Very yep. cool. Okay. Well, let's plug our stuff. We have our Facebook yep. page, uh, Free Your Geek on Facebook. Uh we do covers of the week every every yep. Wednesday when new comic books come out. We pick the coolest covers. We post them there. We have our uh, Twitter account, Free yep. Your Geek at Twitter. I just created an Instagram, Instagram. account, uh, Free Your Geek on Instagram. Uh, we have jfreetheGeek.com, our website. And uh, yeah, and if you're listening to us on Podbean, check us out on uh, yeah. freeyourgeek.podbean. Free your geek, man. It's really, really cool. I freed my geek today. Yeah, yeah. Scotty, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thanks for geeks. being on. We're going um, go to go out. Geeks. We're going to go out right now. Uh, KB, I know you want to say the, the catchphrase, but we're going to go out on a, a little bit of uh, Lord of the Rings right here. So, so um, let's see. So have uh, and start your weekend with your geek friends. And get, get your, your geek, geek on. on. Thank you, Scotty, for being here. Peace. We'll catch you. There are markings. It's some form of elvish. I can't read it. There are a few who can. The language is that of Mordor. In the common tongue, it says one ring to rule them all. One ring to fight them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, fight them. You're still here. It's over. Go home.